You can't have dancers like Helen. Yeah. Who everyone agrees is really that chick. She's the most amazing dancer in the industry. Respect her, man. Respect her. You don't you don't you don't begin to look at her as somebody that you should do some dumb with. You looking at her going, yo, we're gonna make a lot of money together. Do you think Plus that affects Helen? Where everyone's like, damn, she's so good, I can't f with her. So Helen's lonely deep down inside. <laughs> keep my distance from you mm. <laughs> hey but i saw her at 11 the other day she gave me free wings though all right man welcome to complete animals episode 24 yeah 24 let's clap it up okay. for 24 wow. Kobe, baby. Yeah, let's go Hold wow. on, I, like, Kobe. I like this this energy road, this energy already let me just show you i might as well show you who our special guest is let's just jump right to it look at this guy washi fire how you doing sir what's up Manas on respect. Look, Flavor Flavor ain't got shit on Wall Street. The, the best right, hype man out there. Hey, hey, yeah, JD, do not speak over our guest, please. <laughs> Especially he's introducing himself for the first time. Wall Street, I'm so sorry. One more time, go ahead and introduce Rastafari, right. big up yourself. What right. love. Listen, are you Rastafarian for real? You know it, man. It's a lifestyle, man. You know, it's a liberty. So, you know what I'm saying? We choose a black god, not the white god. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to have an issue, me and you, but it's yeah. okay. I, I believe We could do religion talk. I took religion in uh, in college. I was my minor, yes. so I love religious talk. So, please, I, let's, before, hey, Dex, what's up, man? How are you doing? I want to say what's up to you. Oh, I'm good, man. All right. <laughs> we're we're, we're, we're going to talk about everything that happened last weekend, Halloween and all that stuff, and then we're going to talk about while she's passed, but I want to jump right into this. What, is, what is uh, being Rasta, and like, how does it correlate to religion in general? Yeah, so I think that... Um, if you look at the origins of Rastafari, you'll look at what was happening at the time. And so if you look at um, the oppressions that were happening to African people throughout the diaspora, um, a white God was not coming to save them in any way, any shape or form. And I believe that they also knew that they had a black God before they were given the white God. And um, when you look at how they used the tools that they had um, with the intention to find a black God at all costs, uh, Emperor Selassie I was the person that made the most sense. And so whether you believe he's a god or not, he's just a human to me. But, you know, I definitely think that there's a liberty there and there's an energy there. And I understand the reasoning why. I can look back at my ancestors and I can say, yo, y'all wasn't fucking with these crackers. Y'all oh wanted a black gosh. god. Jeez. Hey, let him talk. So nah. we got a black god and I'm with it. Is that why he came in Jamaica when you guys gained your independence? Man, in he came to Jamaica, I think. Um, 69, 69, yeah, something like that. But I definitely think he came to Jamaica to see what the hell this, like, And then he has the whole on. hand thing with the hand with the. This one, yeah, this hand. thing and that whole thing. But, you know, either way, man, you know, I think that uh, if you look at the Orishas, um, and I think uh, Haiti probably has uh, the strongest connection to Africa as far as yeah. Haiti, um, this is the thing about Haiti. What so we demonize as voodoo and things like that, you know, they have taken African spirituality uh, as well as Cuba, you know, Santiago and those places. When you see African spirituality in those places, um, it's very close to the African spirituality of Jamaica and the Rastafarian movement. <clears throat> it's all about reclaiming something uh, that was taken from you, and uh, whether that makes no sense to people. Um, or it makes lots of sense to people. I'm glad that it did happen. Okay. All right. I, well, I've never, I've never heard uh, such a uh, racially charged uh, definition. Oh, so. for sure. We're gonna have a great Listen, show today. Washi, why are the light skin dudes always the most like hardcore? It's a wild thing, right? Like I look <laughs> Seriously. at. I open up. What's shout up out, shout that? out, a plug real quick. I open up a. Um, <laughs> 
I opened up a, a bar in Winwood called Dante's uh, yeah. Vinyl Bar. Shout okay. out to all the DJs oh, out there that okay. use vinyl. All right. Shout um, out to and you know we got um, some amazing DJs that have come through. It's been only a couple months and it's amazing. It's doing very well. But yeah, you know uh, Jesse Williams is a partner in the bar, and yeah, he's just as charged Yo, as me. Colin Kaepernick, Shaka Bars. Yeah, we're out here, man. Yo, you know what it is. You know what it is. I know what it is. Is that you're you're one step away from the white man, right. but you're not quite close enough. You're one right. step away from the deck server there, but you're not right. quite close enough. So we so we loud, we dumb loud with it. You but yeah, it. so I think as a light skinned guy, I would say, it's the um, it's the ability that I think a lot of people don't get to see a lot of the, uh, let's say both sides. So. JD happy as fuck right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, JD, JD, my boy. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I have access to certain things because I'm light-skinned. Mm -hmm. And when I get into that room, I see how fucked up it is. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, um, because I'm also African, um, I have access to those things. You know, I'm pulling up to Martin Luther King Day Parade in, in Liberty City with no problem. So, um, because I have access to both worlds, I think that um, myself, I can say for sure, but light-skinned people... Um, come with the perspective of what they've seen over there, what they've seen over here. And um, it also just happens to be that I think that we, we just have that passion to speak on that side of it. You know, because a lot of light skinned people go over to the to the white side and they love it over there, and they, 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 they don't where, come where, back. Where are they at? Where, especially, especially the women. Please show me where, where they they are. Nah, the, the light skin they, girls. They like dark skinned men, so they like the dark. Yeah, the light skin light skin girls usually like dark skinned guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there are some that like white guys. Like so, you know, some of them go over there, and that's just what they like. And I'm all for it, man. Whatever, do what you do what you like. <laughs> Damn, we feel the same pain. <laughs> Oh yeah, really, JD? Not. You feel the same way? Okay. Now, now your now your militant side is coming out because while she's here. Yeah, man, we uh, finna get real militant. Yeah, man. Let's, no. get, let's get let's oh, get quick, quick, quick question about Rastafari. Is it like a similar to the Hebrewism? You know what? I think that uh, Israel and Ethiopia have always had a strong connection. If you look at the uh, Ethiopian flag, it has the Israeli flag in it. Yeah. Um, so there's always been a, a deep connection there. Um, most people. Um, would argue and can argue that Ethiopia is the cradle of civilization as well as the cradle of religion uh, as we know it, the Abrahamic religions, uh, the three religions that we follow the most in the world. Um, but um, I, don't, I don't know uh, the current you know, um, affiliations between Rastafarianism and Hebrewism or Hebrew Israelites. But I do know that there's a deep connection in the origins of it, you know, Christianity um, and Judaism and Islam um, all having something to do in Ethiopia. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Well, let me tell you something, Walshi. As a as a, like a white person, you talk about light skinned people being in both sides of the room. As a white person that's been around in, in the hip hop quote unquote rooms for twenty years of my life, I've seen some crazy stuff as well. Man, I might turn somebody the other way. So just so you know, it goes both ways. All oh, right. Oh no, for sure. You got a story to tell, man. Tell it. All right. Well, yeah. I, I tried, and I got, Listen, it, it, the white yo, man it, was everybody dominant. turned against yo, me. Was meant to yeah, be I like found this out last week. But how did you get your name? Wonder. Wonder, oh yeah, I, so Wonder I, Bread. I was, I, I would I, yeah, I was yeah. DJ Delaware because I was from Delaware, like D yeah. Della W H E R E, and then uh, <laughs> I, started, I started working Hot ninety seven, and they started calling me. I was the only white person there pretty much at that yeah, time, Wonder. and they called me. Wonder, I mean, like, they could have like, called you like um, uh, they could have called you Cracker. Like, yeah, yeah, they could have called you Cracker. I, I take yeah. offense to that word, man. You know, yeah, that's crack, funny. You know, it, it, you know, you know why that's funny, and I always, I always find funny when when a white person takes offense to that word, because they play so much music with the n word in it. And don't ever have a problem with it. I do. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I find I find that most white people that have offense to that word never take a stance on 
Yo, if that song has an N word in it, I'm not playing it. Well, I, 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 I won't not play point. it. I will not play it, but I will. Oh, I would not. Uh, I don't enjoy. Yeah, not that you enjoy say, it. Seeing people, say, I don't even like anybody saying it. What's the point? Right. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? I'd rather nobody say anything. Right. So I think that that's it's just a funny conundrum. Well, here's a, let me tell you why. The more so is because when I was a kid, I've told this story before. Uh, Malika Hopkins, her and her friends were sitting right behind me and my family. Shout out to Malika. Yeah, Malika. Yeah, and somebody called a, a friend of my my dad or something a cracker because he told him they were making too much noise. It just stuck with me since I was a child. So it kind of like it's like when somebody says says the b word calls yeah. a, calls a man a b word that kind of sets me off too. It's just certain words that yeah. kind of like trigger and, and me. And shout you know out to mean? Malika for making all that noise she was making, man. Yeah, man. Y'all can't don't try and curb look, her noise, look, man. <laughs> she out here make, she out here living her best my, life. Here's my opinion about this. Go ahead. Especially if you didn't know Malika, you out of pocket. You can't just walk up to Malika and <laughs> well, be like Malika, you need to shut up. Yo, that's a that's a that's a you gonna get called something yeah, out of your out, yeah you gonna get you well, gonna, Malika's contributing to a stereotype I would say it's not that's very, a very it's powerful not, I don't know man yeah, I, I think, think that I think that, I think you come up to anybody and be like yo you need to shut up they gonna respond in some way that's gonna be offensive all right yeah I think I think uh, whoever you said your dad I really, I really think or whoever it was I think he's wrong it. you know right. would you say Dex I said I really think it depends on how you say it you know what I'm saying Nah Dex th- check this out I don't know you yeah facts I walk up to you. And I say, can you shut up? <laughs> nah, it definitely, it definitely wasn't like that. I don't nah. know you. And I say, yo, can you be quiet? Yo, I don't know you. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if you guys, you know, I lived in New York and I've lived in yeah. Miami and places yeah. where you, you, you don't. Like I say something, I saw someone on a train the other day. It was disgusting. But you end up seeing that kind of stuff. That's and you go, true. And you go, yo, everybody got my own business, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when, when you see... People. You said it so politely just now. Yeah, like when I thought about it in my head, how I, I, I heard it bad I too. It, I heard it. In I don't my know head why, different. but I get. I got I polite it. because he said it wasn't I, wasn't I heard rude. It I, like, I heard the, it like how you heard it. Yo, you shut the fuck I up. Heard I heard it like that. I heard it like that. But, <laughs> I'm, doing, but I'm doing wonder a favor and oh, giving him the man. um the other. Uh, his, 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 I think he says his dad. <laughs> no, it wasn't my dad. It was like, my, my dad. It was one of my dad's friends. Yeah, but and it definitely wasn't rude. Maybe he was racist. She sensed that. Yeah, you're not even. Let's say he's not racist. Sure, Let's say he's not racist. You just gotta yeah. mind your own business, man. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you listen, gotta that, mind that was your own Delaware. Business. That's Delaware. It's a different shout out to Delaware. Different environment. You know how many times I used to ride the bus and train back in New York City? Yeah, I People know. Be loud as hell. And yeah. I loud. I know. On, I on the phone. Yeah, that's, why, that, that's why you were scarred as a youth. You we, just, we can you tell. Just, we can yeah. tell. You just gotta hold yourself. You know, say, yo, you do you. I do me. You do you remember just... when Nextels were a thing? All over the fucking. Where you at? I hear idiots playing like Instagram videos when I'm trying to work. Like this guy next to me all day. Like this. It still happens. Don't worry. People don't use headphones. Look, I'm gonna say something bold. It's a white man's world. We're not gonna take your world. All right. Stop all right. Being that's, that's all I care about. Listen. Stop. All I want to know is that I'll be the most desirable person to walk into the room. If you take that from me, then it's gonna be a problem. Until then, well, you know what? Call me no. the cracker. Call me <laughs> yeah, everything. Right. But as long as I know that I got a girl over there, me and Walshy walk in. He may be have money. He may be balling out. But, but look at you, look man. at this man. You I feel me? You. That's the energy everybody should have about themselves. True. If, it, if you guys take anything away from today's show, you know, be confident in yourself man exactly yeah all right, confidence Punk. is key, man. What, a, what an intro, man! I gotta yeah. say, this is the greatest. Oh, this gonna be the had, this gonna be the most prof- prolific show you've ever you've ever had. It might be what the I most need. viewed show you ever had. I, what I need, it definitely will be. You're the, you're I don't the, know. We ain't got no females biggest, up here. Yeah. Biggest guest we've had. Happen. That might not happen. It's okay. Listen, definitely. Um, it's about a good one. It's about intellect and talk right now. So that's what we're gonna do. Let's let's talk real quick. JD, what's up? Say you say what's up to everybody. Give me your Instagram. Okay, great. I'm not getting my Instagram. Yep, Dex, go ahead. What up? I'm Drip Ninja Dex. All right. You know what I'm saying? Go check me out on Instagram at Drip Ninja Dex. All right. <laughs> Walshy, go ahead. Where, where can at people Walshy find you? Fire. 
all right boom we're gonna look at that instagram a little bit later Let, let's talk about last week uh wednesday's at wood tavern if you're in miami come to wood tavern uh always fun there friday racket that's where i'm at that's fun too saturday man i played a private party at uh something called what is it called sunset harbor is that what the name of that place is sunset harbor yeah that was one of the island ones you did yeah, yeah. man yo i never it, <laughs> hey man it was fun thanks for hiring me it was great that's all i gotta say about it but it was uh very interesting this is like i guess it was an after party for this future uh um fountain blue event they did out here in miami and uh i got to see i guess some of the miami elite Walsh, you've you've uh, you've been mingling with those people for some time now right Exactly the, who? I don't know the my the Miami Elite. You might have heard of them. I don't know. Who, I don't know either. Who are these people? <laughs> He's, I don't know. Now, nah, Washi moves like me. He can do hood I, shit. Yeah, I want to say bougie, just bougie, let's just more be clear. Hood shit. I'm from Carroll City. Yeah, um, I I move in the hood circle, man. So I, I don't know who the elite are, but I'm out here in these streets. I'm in the I'm I'm, I'm in the mud. Well, usually I think they're like they look white, they speak Spanish, and they uh, push you out of the way if you're waiting to get a drink at the bar. It's one mm -hmm. of those one of those type of people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, and then Sunday, man, we did our complete animals uh, brunch. Are we changing the time on that deck? So it's not gonna be a brunch anymore. What are we doing? Oh man, I you know. We got to talk to Tim, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we, well, that's at the Sylvester. That's fun. It was fun. It was yeah. fun, you know? <laughs> All right. And I flew directly uh, after that brunch. I went straight to New York City to play in Halloween night in New York City. Thank you, Freehold. Thank you, Brooklyn. That was fun. Uh, I barely made it because guess what? Uh, all of the flight attendants, they either wilded out on Saturday night and decided not to come to work or they didn't get that old uh, show us your papers shot in the arm and they just didn't want to come to work or they're not allowed to come to work. I don't know which one it is, but nobody showed up for work. And that's why mad flights were delayed all weekend. Yeah. So, so. they actually put out a press statement saying that um, they had some conflicts. And they canceled, I think, like a couple thousand flights. Yeah, yeah, over the weekend. So, what, what, what was the excuse you heard about? Do you know? What um, I believe it was something to do with uh, some new regulation or something like that. And yeah, maybe it's the the Jabberwocky. Yeah, you know that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jabberwocky. Oh man, what would what would Selassie say about the, that thing going inside of your arm? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, he was just a man, so. <laughs> You know, he probably might have been for it, but I don't know. All right. I, I definitely, I can't speak for y'all, much less somebody that's gone. <laughs> All right. This is good. This is good. Um, so, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with the- uh, Shout out to the, Tuesday Night, Rum and Bass, Coyote Taco, oh, man. there we go. It's so fucking powerful. It's yeah, such an impactful party. If you're not from Miami, it's the last party you're going to get in Miami that got that Miami energy. Shout out to everybody that's from Miami, and you remember how it used to be. It is actually yeah, the only party in yeah. Wynwood. That's going to give you that real Miami shit. The rest, the rest, you know, are definitely much more catering to a broader crowd. But if you want to get in there and you want to hear 90% talking, 10% music, <laughs> Not like, a real, like how the real Miami DJs used to do it, mm -hmm, yep. it's the most vibe. I talk my shit every Tuesday. And I mean, I talk it all. Everything you want to hear about whatever's happening that's current. Um, yeah, we talk about it every night. So... Yeah, uh, you guys come out Koyo Taco on a Tuesday. I was like, you know what? I love that party is because it's not, it's not just reggae. It's like you know, there's electronic fused reggae mm -hmm. and you know Caribbean music, everything else. But then there's also there's a set. There's like a New York set. There's hip hop. There's and everything. Like, which DJ do you have usually working with you when you're on the mic? Um, right now it's Kyle. It was Salinati. Um, we also have Slim. We have DJ Bullet. Um, yes, sir. Shout out to Bullet. Shout out to Bullet. Um, probably gonna be the biggest DJ in a year dj bullet big him up i call that already um, too yeah i think anybody could see that uh clear as day 
Um, and then we always have guests. Uh, we have Dexas as well. Yeah, we always have guests too. Nice. Yeah, because the way that uh, you guys interact at that party, it's like you, you know, you know what to do. And uh, is that something that you pick up with pretty much every DJ? Do you have to have like a synergy to know like what song they're gonna play next and when they're gonna drop it and everything else? Um, no. Um, I think that at this point, um, being a good DJ is pretty pretty broad based like you're going to have some DJs that still don't know what to do but the majority of DJs are pretty good now and so once you give me the microphone and you're spinning it's lit we we, we off alright cool so that's uh, Koyo Taco Winwood yeah, Miami Tuesday nights yeah, rum and bass and, but that goes all over the country as yeah, well it's not yeah, just yeah. Miami we're going to talk about that the, yeah. listen man we got so much to talk about J JD it, move your head man that's all I got to say is move your head right now okay Sorry, there you go alright there it is bong we're in interview mode right now you saw that washing we I had see to, it now we had to prepare now I see it now yeah you ready. didn't close the curtain on him yep. yeah alright cool so ladies and gentlemen this is Walshy Fire how are you sir let's uh, check out his Instagram yeah. W-A-L-S-H-Y Fire if that's if you're listening right now let's take a look here and what is this what is this haircut that you have on your your avatar up here man this thing is this is literally fire right yeah, here yeah. What, what inspired what inspired this uh this cut oh, right that's here? old man yeah so but you know, go. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do another one for our basil so look out for it nice i like this man um so this i was just looking through a couple things so this is this was your halloween costume mf doom you know it that was this year yes sir that was nice. yesterday in paris oh wow yesterday in paris yeah. what Dog, how how was that? I, that's the only European uh, city I've ever played. What's your opinion of it? Oh, it's greatness, Very but broad. you know, it's two different kind of crowds. Um, uh, I've been blessed to play for both, but I definitely prefer the um, the African and uh, French Caribbean crowd. Mm -hmm. um, they just they just do it. I mean, every song is an explosion. But for the most part, what you have is, I think, a very good. Um, um, example of America's influence on the world and the level of appreciation that they have for American music. And so when you play in uh, places like uh, Paris, um, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, um, I would include maybe um, uh, Barcelona and, uh, and Berlin, when you play in those cities, you end up uh, being able to play almost an all-American style uh, mm -hmm. set and every song goes off. Right. And so I appreciate them for knowing the music on that level. But I think when I was over there, I don't know what's what's... Uh, they were, they're a little a, a few a, a little bit behind I think they were mm. still in like kind of like the dip set kind of like mm. vibe or whatever are they, are they into the uh, pop smoke like drill stuff now or are they is that yeah like, that's that that would have caught up by now yeah. yeah but I agree with you yeah they're going to be a little bit behind mm -hmm. um, but not not far you know what I'm right. saying not far and of not course the their, their local music goes off so <laughs> yeah. you know I grab all their local songs and play them as well they're big so. on Afro beats definitely. yeah man Afro beat French British um, but also French drill um, it's huge you know um, it the, the popular song right now most popular song um, is a song called We Magate yeah. um, big song you know what I'm saying shout so, out to Niska as well yeah shout out to Niska shout out to everybody out there or man Canise, just Haitian really holding Canise. it down you know alright dope damn straight from Paris to uh, our to, the, to, to our the, mansion I'm to so, the studio I'm so, I'm so glad you made it past security and everything I know we have multiple levels but you, you yeah, made it in there that's okay. a fact congratulations Walsh. nobody running up in here that's a fact <laughs> that's right um, yeah, so so where are you from originally were you uh, were you born in the states or? yeah man, I'm a Jamaican mm -hmm. I came to Connecticut at 11 shout out to Hartford and then uh, after one winter my mom was like mm mm <laughs> moved to Miami, man. Carroll City was that for the rest of the life. Yeah, rest I moved to Atlanta for college, Clark Atlanta University. Shout out to that. Okay. Um, and then I worked for IBM, 
uh, quit IBM, decided to want to be a DJ. And uh, at that time, in the late 90s, if you wanted to be a DJ, um, just like if you wanted to make cars, you moved to Detroit. If you wanted to act, you moved to LA. You wanted to DJ, you had to move to New York. Okay. And so I moved to New York, I moved to Brooklyn, and I uh, um, started doing a lot of illegal stuff, um, but then also had a job at Beach Street in the day. Shout out to Beach Street Records in downtown Brooklyn um, while staying in Canarsie. Uh, ended up going to prison in Brooklyn, came out. Um, the person I was staying with got murdered and decided that was it for me and moved back to Miami. And I've been in Miami ever since. Oh my gosh, you just ran oh, through you just ran that. through a lot, man. That was like a 30 second bio. That could be a, like a, bi biopic. a, bi a biopic. Yeah, yeah, you told me we got an hour, so it's gonna be that all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I mean, he's hardcore. But let, let's just come back if you don't mind, let's come back to a couple of those things. Um so how long did you end up in, in jail for? For a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh can you give us like a kind of a trafficking. Uh, okay, great. Shout out to everybody that knows what it was before nine eleven yeah man that's a uh, different time but different time still the same it was the were the penalties worse back then nah, no worse nah, now no nah, worse way worse now um i want to say 9 11 made everything worse to be honest with you you know what i'm saying yeah. um but if you were doing anything um illegal 9 11 was the point that you stopped right. or got caught um because yeah you couldn't you couldn't i used to we used to walk on a, on an air tram flight with pounds of weed stuffed in our pants no problem because there was no security check there was no dogs and also there was no um um air air what's it called air vacuums mm -hmm. so we stinking up the plane <laughs> but nobody cared you know and wow. and then when uh when we really had to get a, a a lot going you know we would take greyhound and you know we do the greyhound from uh, miami to new york that whole 36 hour uh bus ride but we do it like it was nothing man go up come right back home so shout out to everybody um that lived any kind of life um that was under the radar before 9-11 you remember how sweet it was man yeah Shit, i was too young i was only like 10 that's when i just moved to the states yeah two man. months before 9-11 okay yeah man um <clears throat> i was legit still man but trust me those were great yeah. days but i learned how to dj at beach street man i learned yeah. all the records shout out to biz Marquis and um jazzy jeff and everybody i got to meet kid capri um, shout did, to did, you work with, did you work with Goldfinger? Goldfinger was okay. my oh man, yo yeah. Goldfinger. And June was she there by the time? June, June. Thank you so much, June. June Goldfinger Culture. Um, um, what a bread I name again. Um, tracks. Mm. Um, um, what a uh, shorty. Uh, man, I can't remember his name. Um, <clears throat> what about Fuck Monster Flex? <laughs> he was not working at B Street, my <laughs> dude. Yeah, I wouldn't know. But man, June, you know, air. June wasn't speaking no English at the time, yeah. and she was killing it. Um, she would wear heels the whole day at the store. Um, Goldfinger, he pretty much had moved to management at that time when I got there, so he was not on the floor that much. But he would come out on the floor and just like practice. Um, and culture, of course, he was the manager. He's the person that hired me. And uh, rest in peace to Dagadon. That's the person I um, was talking about that got murdered. He was my best friend. And um, he uh, got me that job. We went up to, uh, I'm, I got to New York. I was like, yo, I'm serious about this DJing thing. And he was like, yo, I'm going to introduce you to this guy named Culture. I met Culture at the docks. Shout out to the docks where I heard songs I had never heard in my life. Um, I became a real student of music that night. Uh, coming from Miami, you know, we have songs like Barry White, uh, Look at Her, and uh, Barry White, King Kong, and um, uh, Dance to the Drummer's Beat, and uh, um, uh, Fool Around by, um, oh, I want to say Larry something. Uh, sorry if I, if I got that messed up, everybody from Miami. Um, but, you know, we had our classics. We had our songs. And when I got to New York, I was like, oh, 
it's a whole other set of songs. You know, yeah. he was playing songs like um, Thank You Heavenly Father, mm -hmm. um, Soho Hot, mm -hmm. um, Alias Follow Me. Um, you know, songs like that that I had never heard before and I was the only one in the club that didn't go off. I was the only one that not doing a soul clap right. kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? And so I just was like, nah, this, I'm in the right place. This is where I needed to be. And uh, Culture took me on his wing and really, really, really made me a good DJ, man. Really did. Shout out to them. I love all of them. Thank you. Was there a beef between uh, Rock and Soul and, and Beat Street guys? Nah, never, no. man. No. We were both struggling. <laughs> both record shops were struggling, man. CDs had come in. Yeah. You know, and um, everybody was just trying to stay afloat. Man, it was, a, it was still a... A good. I mean, I know that Rock and Soul had to like uh, cut down a little bit, but it was still good up until maybe the 2008, 2009 mm -hmm. of, of still buying records and buying and going there to buy CDs because a lot yeah. of times you get CDs cheaper at, at these record stores. Right, that's uh, a fact. Uh, yeah, then going to like a Sam Goody yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, B Street was all about mixtapes. That's was mm -hmm. that was the real money maker, man. SNS, um, Who Kid, Clue. Yeah, you definitely. know that was that was what rocked B Street. They were they were they were selling mixtapes like like cocaine. So man. like what a hundred dollars a pop? Um, well, the guys that were making the mixtapes were making thousands of dollars yeah. a pop. Like you know, bringing over the masters, but B Street would make tens of thousand dollars off of those. I mean, every kid, Dang. every and I mean it's downtown Brooklyn, so the foot traffic is crazy. Every kid had a mixtape in their Walkman. You know what I'm saying? And so. It was not like, yo, it was, if the streets was like, yo, if you had a mixtape out and it was popping, you were the man. At the woman. time, who had the hardest mixtape in hip hop? Yeah, SNS, I would say, was really running it when I was there. Uh, Clue had elevated up to the next level, so he wasn't, uh, he was doing the bigger name artist at that, at that time. Um, but SNS um, was the man by far. I would say Who Kid was a little bit under that. Um, there was Envy. There Envy, was, yeah, uh, yeah, Absolute. Envy, absolute, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Absolute, man. Yo, yeah. man. I feel like you guys look like you're related in some. Yeah, Absolute, yeah, a definitely. Bit. A little bit younger looking than me. And he might be older <laughs> yeah, than me, too. Yo, he is definitely he's a Benjamin, baby Benjamin looking, Button. Yeah, he's know, a baby looking DJ, man. Envy Shout out too. to him. Yeah. You know, I appreciate those Beat Street days, Beat Street days, man. I learned, um, I learned how um, to handle myself in the industry, and I learned how to network, and you know, what I'm saying. And shout out to Ishe, she was my girlfriend in uh, Brooklyn at the time, Trinidadian. So, you know, what I'm saying, I just remember coming out of uh, out of jail, and she was there, and uh, I got my first real meal, and she really put picked me up on my feet as well. And I want to say shout out to her, man. She really put everything together when everything started to like not make sense, and you know, what I'm saying, and and, uh, and I moved back to Miami after that, man. So you guys ended on good terms then. Yeah, my Isha, my big up yourself. Sure, sure. Yeah, Afia, how, Afia, Afia, Afia. What's your uh, What's your usual relationship with? Uh, I'm excuse me. Like how to, when you end a relationship, do you usually mm. stay friends with them or you no. cut ties? Yeah, I cut ties. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's certain people that just do things beyond, um, you know. So, you know, I mean, I haven't spoken to um, Afia in a long time, but um, I would love to see her and her kids and see how she's doing, man, because she was just a great, great person to me. Nice. And I, I want to reiterate, I was a child, you know what I'm saying? I'm a young teenager. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not like, you know, I think in any adult mode relationship kind of vibe, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I can appreciate great people that I've been able to meet in this journey. And uh, she was definitely one of them. Nice. So coming back to Miami, uh, you had grown up here. So I'm, you, pr you probably knew a lot of people. Like, how was it? Did you try to be a DJ down here after that? Like, what was your no. mode when you came down? Oh, when I came back? Yeah, yeah I came back. That was for sure, man. I got in hustle mode, man. Shout out to Roger B. Um, Norlin, everybody that went to Norlin High School. You know, we was over there. Um, really trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I really want to say, man, you know, shout out to Craig, too, um, and, and, and Brian and everybody that was really like, yo, well, what you going to do? Because, um, 
you know, I came back with with absolutely nothing, you know. So, um, shout out to Roger B. Roger B. came up with the ill plan. He was like, "Yo, this is this is party called Stages," and uh, I, I know it's a little bit older than than you guys, but if I could just bring you back in time, Stages was the biggest party in Miami at this time, right? Um, you had South Beach with like Opium and like some other clubs, Nikki Beach, but as far as uh, urban and Caribbean, nothing bigger than this. This party was getting 8,000 people every time it happened, right? Um, and it was the first all-inclusive party, and I think that's why it was so unique. Nobody had ever seen a party where you pay $40 and you walk in and you drink and eat for free the rest of the night, mm-hmm. which ain't for free because you pay for it, but it was crazy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So. I, I just mean, remember because there's some people that would make them pay for that. For, for yeah, you know, now once I'm in there, baby. I'm now you pay my money's worth. Yeah, <laughs> well, back then that was a unique thing. And again, we talking about you know the '90s. So, but um, yeah, man, he was like, "Yo, um, there's this event, and uh, you should go." I didn't know about the event, and nor did I know anybody that was doing it. So he was like, "Yo, this is what we do." He's like, "Yo, we're gonna take your mama van, and we're just gonna pull up at nine o'clock." So I'm like, "Yo, let's do it." So I put all my records in my Home Depot cases. And um, I walked, yeah, we drove up to, uh, what was it, Gulf Street? I can't remember. And uh, I walked in when they were setting up, when the sound man was setting up and everything. And I just, and nobody checked me, obviously, because I looked like, oh, well, they got a guy to DJ early. Mm-hmm. I waited till they strung the sound up at about 10 something, almost 11. He was like, yo, you want to test a record out, make sure it sounds good? I just started playing. No other DJ showed up until maybe one o'clock. Oh, wow. The party goes till about five. So every other DJ thought they were the star, right? And I don't know if you guys still go through that a lot, but you know, there was a time where you would have your early DJs, you know, the the the, the guy that's right before the star and then the star. But at this particular party, everyone thought they were the star. You didn't get booked on this party if you were like a lower level guy. So they actually were expecting DJs to sort out who would go first and nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. 10 something I start man by 11:30 midnight there was like 4000 people there and I'm playing for them and I'm crushing it because I also knew my place so I'm playing you know Barris Hammond and I'm playing the oldies to really set the mood because I had people like Culture and people like you know all these other great DJs before me show me how to not disrespect the party and disrespect the patron by running in you know what I'm saying gah, 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 with the bullshit mm-hmm. And um, so there was a couple promoters and one by one, they all walked up to me and was like, yo, man, um, you're doing a great job. And I think in their mind, they said, wow, my team is amazing because somebody on my team hired this guy because we have nobody. We have no other DJs here. I really feel like they thought that because each one of them came up to me and was like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, you don't know me. I don't know you. And you're not questioning. Yo, who? What what are you doing here? Nobody. They were all like, yeah, man, my team is awesome. One o'clock comes. The first DJ shows up. I get off. Uh, Sean Paul ended up performing that night. I did not expect that. And shout out to Baby Blue Sound from Toronto. They were the biggest thing in Canada. They were also DJing that night. Um, and so I ended up meeting Sean Paul at night. Ended up meeting Baby Blue at that night. Um, I ended up meeting Black Chiny that night because mm-hmm. Black Chiny was the headliner DJ that night. Okay. So there we are, right? Three po- three powerful people in my circle. And um, yeah, I ended up uh, getting like crazy flowers and kudos from everybody. That I was like, yo, you really killed it. And from that day on, I started getting bookings. And that was the day that uh, Bobby Chin and those guys asked me to be a part of Black Chiny. Mm. And from Black Chiny, it was on. It was me, Dupes, 
Bobby Chin and Willie Chin, all from a, a night of hustling. I just hustled my way into the party. What year was that? 01? Maybe 00. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So that's before like Black Chinese like kind of like really blew up, I guess, around the country. And right. And right, was, right before though. Like I want to tell you, man, I played Black Chinese for 12 years. Yeah. The early 2000s, it was a massive group of guys. It was massive. Mm. Like massive. 04, 05, 06 massive like insane and sean paul hadn't really blown up he'd done like a bunch of different like rhythms or whatever like but he was he hadn't ha he hadn't been like give me the light or anything that was like two, 2004 2003 2004 is when he really like really Correct. started yeah, popping man. yeah man so he but he was he was big in our yeah. caribbean circle but he had not had an international hit no all right all right so that uh he gave me my name by the way so shout out to him oh he did yeah walshy fire uh were you going by something before yeah, that Yeah, i was going by lp walsh which is my real name mm -hmm. Layton paul walsh um and then i was going by walshy killer for a little while because bounty killer and uh this other guy named jigsy killer were very popular so i was being called walshy killer um but he was like yo man i'm gonna call, I'm gonna call you walshy fire and that was it it stopped Right. Um, so you started, did you start like torn with them or did you basically kind of stay in this area? When nah, you were man, they put me in the fire and frying pan, man. Right. Um, uh, let's take, let's take everybody's, do you DJ as well? Yes, I do. Okay, let's, man, you look like a baby too though, man. Wonder you're a baby. Let me, you're a baby. <laughs> All right, so for the people, I out, wish. So for the people <laughs> out there um, that, that's, that's watching, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through this because I know this ain't going to make sense. Um, but for the older heads, they're going to know. But for the younger guys, they, they're not, this ain't gonna make no sense. Okay, there was a time that nobody DJed with a laptop. <laughs> Am I looking at this camera right here? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, there was a time when no one used a laptop. Stop, hold up, I know. Just clean up the mess. I know you just spit your water out. I'm trying to show you though. There was a actual time that DJs used vinyl and traveled with vinyl and then one day, a product called Final Scratch came out. Mm -hmm. And I had to buy a laptop. And I had my dub plates cut on 10-inch acetates. I had my 12-inch vinyl, and I had my 45s. And Dupes is like, yo, we're going to use this thing called Final Scratch. You need a laptop. I said, dog, y'all just hired me on this thing. I don't have a laptop, nor do I have the money to buy one. He goes, yo, borrow my laptop, borrow my final scratch. Within maybe two weeks of knowing these guys, they sent me to Montreal in one of the most hardcore dance hall parties in the most hardcore venue, Tiffany's. Big up everybody that remember Tiffany's. Oh, that's when, that's when Sean Paul says in the track, Tiffany's. Yo, beer gunshot, yeah. beer gunshot in that club there. Beer gunshot. Yeah. That club there was hardcore, right? So here I go now. I realized what kind of party it is, and I realized why Dupes and them didn't want to go, right? Mm. So I land in cold Montreal, man. Shout out to all my Haitians that came through the party too. Yes, sir. Woo! I end up running into an old ex-girlfriend at a restaurant. Crazy. <laughs> Haitian restaurant? Shout out to Rachel. <laughs> oh, Rachel. Yo, Rich. Yo. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, order, I'm like, yo, about to sit down and order food, and she's like the waitress. She comes over, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, no way how are you in montreal anyways so we there and um, i'm by myself right now the hardest part of what i'm trying to tell y'all is everybody back then also had a physical sound system which means you had a bunch of guys who would 
use trolleys and bring speakers in and stack them. Now you guys don't even see the speakers, right? They're up there in the roof. You don't you don't know what's happening. The bass bins are in the floor. You don't know what's happening. Back then, you saw the sound. You were like, wow, the sound. And they took their sound extremely serious. This was tens of thousands of dollars that they had spent. Um, and so here I come with this thing called Final Scratch with these four RCA cables. Man, I wanna I wanna talk to you, man. Let me tell you how this was, man. <laughs> I want you to feel this, man. I want you to feel this pain. Four RCA cables, bro. And I'm trying to explain to a 50, maybe 60-year-old man that I would like to plug this in to his console and use my laptop. Do you want to know what he said to me, man? Get out. In a Jamaican accent, please. <laughs> Party done. Move. Move, move your bumble cloud. <laughs> move your bumble. I got told to move my bumble cloud. Kind of like the old man that Sean Paul video when he kicked everybody. Yeah, out. yeah, 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 yeah. Party done. Party done. done. Out, out, out. And I was like, damn, this is a fail. <laughs> oh, shit. But here I was, smarter than the rest of them. I also brought my vinyl, mm. and I fucked that party up. And then eventually, I fought the fight with enough sound men to eventually be able to plug in the final scratch and have them go, oh, wow, laptops is the future. You're gonna use laptops soon. And I kept campaigning it and campaigning it and saying, guys, this is the future. Laptops is where it's gonna go. Please tell the sound man in advance, let him know I'll, I'll show up four hours early and sit with him and explain. Again, I cannot stress to y'all, this was a person, the clubs had personal sounds. When the, when the lights came on, they would collect the speakers and go home with it. It was not like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I do believe, man, that I'm one of the people that really, really made this laptop shit happen. Because yeah. I went through the fire. And I know there's a few other people. Shout out to Delano, Ferenasan, Super Dips, of course, Willie Chin. We got tons of stories of getting... Um, rejected and sometimes into fights. I remember one time, same city, Montreal, um, a guy threw ice at me because, you know, he was just like, what are you doing to my sound? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you trying to move the wires around? And you're like, man, this is this is just old heads and me being a young guy and we just, we're just clashing right now because he's not even trying to understand that this is gonna be okay, this is gonna be fine. And shout out to everybody that did have Final Scratch. It was very faulty, it did not sound good. Um, vinyl wouldn't sound way better. Um, it sounded like a uh, robotic song playing. The wheels sounded horrible, um, but eventually Serato came out. Is that why uh, Black Chinese got smaller and smaller? Because you didn't need people to go on the airplane with you and carry that fifty extra pounds? Like, yeah, right? man, Black Chinese. <laughs> yo, we were we really revolutionized that man. And like I said before, Renegade, Delano, there were a couple of people already doing it, but we really revolutionized it. We brought it to the world to the point where um, Final Scratch was, was made by Tractor. I don't know if Tractor's still around. Mm -hmm. Still around. Yeah, Tractor. Flew us to Berlin. Mm, wow. We were official Tractor-sponsored DJs, mm. which was big in the early 2000s. Oh, I just yeah. want y'all to know. A re no, 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 I'm going to, no, let me, a reggae sound system to be sponsored by Tractor on their website, them providing us things. Like, we were like, phone call to headquarters, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
yeah, we really championed um, the final scratch. And then we moved over to Serato eventually. And then Tractor got really good and sounded really good and started sounding better than Serato at some point. But we never, we never, I don't think we ever went back. I still have my Tractor. Wow. Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody that knows the struggle, man. That was I've a, been doing this for a long time. That was a very scary time for people that don't. Like, I used to carry around probably like five or six crates by myself, like in the back mm -hmm. of a cab in New York. Damn, and had to get to get up. If I was playing a hotel, I had to get the hotel cart and bring it myself right. and to make sure somebody wouldn't steal something as I'm bringing right. the other ones up. Right. All that other stuff. Um, but it's like uh it was a scary time because club owners didn't trust it first off computers were not as you know adequate they didn't have like solid state hard drives back then mm -hmm. one bump you, your computer could turn off or it could just be dead the whole night then what do you got to do you have like one little uh, raucous record bag with like right. like 20 records in it for to right. carry you off for the rest of the night right so it was just a interesting time man you kids have it so good <laughs> listen to walsh you know, all right <laughs> that's exactly what i'm saying man shout out to all the warriors out there that fought that fight man so that everybody can now be on usbs and stuff like that yeah but trust me there was a time where you would have some super hardcore dude who spent his money on his equipment and he wasn't having none he wasn't hearing it you was not plugging shit in and yo it was just gonna be that night and you just like fuck man like yo <laughs> you know what i'm saying let me just try and reason with him man so i did all that reasoning man i sat down <laughs> i sat down at the table for many years because it wasn't overnight man it was years before people started getting laptops mm -hmm. so while she's the reason you don't nah. you, didn't have to, you didn't have to worry about I mean, that by the time you walked in you just plugged it right on in you collected your check you were partying with the, the castle laguna beach you know what i mean and <laughs> like 06 07 because while she did that for you all right so check this out man i i know we gotta jump through certain things and i, I want to you know lead up to the group that you're in and everything mm -hmm. else i don't, I don't want to miss anything but i guess the first time i kind of like heard about you or like your system was um through cypher sounds like in new york so oh how was how was that like kind of uh connecting with other djs around the country around the world and that's how all beach street though uh, that's, that's beach street that's beach street that's okay. beach street that's before black chinese cypher sounds mm -hmm. um I, I can't say it enough man beach street was the top record shop every dj in the world i knew them because of beach street shout out to envy like shout out to everybody i know them personally because of beach street so cypher was one of those guys man that i already knew because of beach street you know what i'm saying um dupes came uh went along later and and got to know him but i had already known him mm. yeah. okay yeah yeah so, super dude that's that's who i he used to he used to play a lot of his dubs and stuff right. also like because that's i started uh serious xm with, with cypher producing his, his morning show over there right. and trust me every day we, we would hear some kind of like black chinese remix yes. and everything else yeah so um, we actually used to sell those man oh yeah yeah we pressed them up mm -hmm. on white on white label so we had vinyl out in the street for black chinese a lot of those um white labels you we just didn't put our name on them yeah. but they were us a lot of them a lot a lot 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 of the remixes that was us you yeah. know what I'm saying? But um, back then, you didn't want to get... Uh, you Did you guys do the Scooby-Doo? Uh, that was us. Oh, man, I love that one. That was us. Yeah. And so we were giving them to uh, Cypher, DJ Khaled, um, uh, some to Massive B. We really, really, really uh, championed um, fusion music, man, which is how I ended up in Major Lazer. Because right. Diplo ended up being a fan of Black Chiny. Mm. And him and Diplo, him and Dips were, were also trading remixes. Um, and so the, I ended up knowing him through that era of and that and that connection. Right, man. It's 
I asked Bobby Condors about about this once, um, and I don't know. Maybe you can kind of say what what is the cost if you wanted to if you have so in, in reggae music it's like a rhythm, right? It's like a, a bunch of different people would jump on the same beat essentially, right? If you want to put together like one of those maybe like seven eight songs or something like that, how much would it cost to pay for each artist, or is it all off of uh, favors? How did, how does it work for you, or did it work for you? Yeah, it's got to be respect, man. Yeah, you got to be respect. You'll you'll end up spending too much money if you're going to pay if you're going to uh, pay for the artist respect is the real um uh hack in dance hall you know what i'm saying it's like you can get very far once you have a good name in the business and you know you're you're paying out your um your money and everybody respects you because you you do business well man you'll get very far with with a good business sense in dance hall nice all right okay. so you know, we got to jump forward, and I know you mentioned Diplo, and you know, I'm, I've known about him since uh, that Blackberry commercial. <laughs> no, man, dog, the Hollerboard, low budget, Hollertronics back in the day. Um, and and uh, yeah, he before you know, he was in like Baltimore and Philly, kind of like dance stuff, but there was always some kind of uh, a Miami base element to like his uh, right. like Brazilian stuff he would do. There would still right. be some kind of Miami base element there, and then also there was always a, a reggae element, so I knew that was a right. uh, of interest to him so yeah i did see him connect with a lot of like reggae djs and when was the first time you guys interacted oh man bob marley fest 2000 and okay i've been with major laser for 10 years so maybe that was whoo whatever that math is man yeah. but like two years before that yeah okay oh hey cool 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 mm. um and so basically when major laser started it was diplo and switch yeah, um correct and what I was going to ask you is, so Switch ended up leaving because he, he wanted to focus on more production, didn't want to be traveling around the world, going That's crazy correct. or whatever. So when it was finally time for, I think Jillionaire probably took over Switch's part, right? Correct. And then when it was time for you to come on, did you have any, had you already been traveling like that or were you, that is were correct. you, were you ready to wild out? Or? That is correct. Black yeah. Chinese was the biggest sound system in the world. Yeah. You went to Black Chinese for dancehall. It was the, it was that. So I was already doing um, probably like 250 shows a year. Um, and when I joined Major Lazer, I was probably doing like 300 shows a year. So, um, but yeah, with Black China, I was easy. Me and Willie Chen easily traveled the world, you know, four shows a week, you know, at least every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes doing like two, three shows a day. We would do like maybe Dusseldorf in the day and then Wuppertal at night kind of thing, you know, and, and maybe Frank from Frankfurt as well, you know, three shows in a day. Yeah, it got crazy. Yeah. So, and we were talking about beforehand, like uh, before we started, that people might think that is like tour life is just like what you might see on, like movies, like with you know hair metal days, or people are like throwing stuff out of windows and like smashing like fifteen girls at night and everything else. What what's like what's an average day for a touring DJ before Major Laser and currently during Major Laser? What what do you usually do? Um, yeah, I think that a lot of people do have some kind of um, preconceived notion of what tour life is. Um, so I hope uh, I hope I don't disappoint and uh, deflate that by telling the truth that it's nothing like that. I'd like for you guys to c continue to think that we live like a really crazy, a ruckus life, um, but we do not. You know, um, traveling is is a big part of it. Uh, so you're spending nine, ten hours on a flight. Um, jet lag is a big part of it. You have to learn how to get grounded. Um, healthy eating um, is a part of it if you want to sustain to be able to do the shows. Um, yes, there are some DJs that uh, do drugs and um, 
surround themselves with those kinds of people. Um, I've been very blessed to only only see that a few times on this journey. Like Chinese, none of that happened, of course. We're Jamaicans. That's not a part of our world. Um, and with Major Lazer, I did see it. Um, and we did at one time do little things um, like have drinks and things like that. And then we realized that those things were magnets to people that we don't really uh, see any value in um, and want to be associated with. And so we took uh, alcohol off the rider. Um, and then eventually we started uh, taking um, our health serious. Like we used to eat pizza after show and stuff like that. We stopped doing that. Then when we started doing tours with tour buses, man, that was the healthiest we've ever been. When we took cheese off the tour bus, because everybody cheese. was saying that the cheese was giving them bad dreams. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, but yeah, we did a lot of things um, um, that I think lead to why we're still here today. Right. All right. Well, how about so you you kind of got it mastered now but how about a time when uh you maybe missed a flight because you you know maybe maybe you, this was before you were you were regimented you know mm. what i mean and didn't know what you're doing what's what's a what's a horror story that you maybe you had on tour man i've been so blessed man yeah. um like i said if i've done maybe let's just average it to 200 shows a year for the last 20 years I've probably missed four flights the whole time. Wow. Damn. Damn. That is crazy. Man. Again, thank, thankfully, I'm surrounded by people that take this serious. Mm. And I know a lot of females, especially, they're the ones that think we just out there wilding. We take this serious. And especially, I want to say this again, man. If you come where I'm from, you know, a third world country where nobody don't have nothing. Um, and then you move to a, a place like Carroll City where nobody don't have nothing. And then all of a sudden you have an opportunity to make a lot of money. Man, you got to be a, a real asshole to fuck that up. Yeah. And I would never fuck that up. I can't look at my mom and know that, um, you know, my mom used to hitchhike to work every day. She used to work at FPNL. And I remember seeing her every morning go out on 183rd Street and do this. And stick her fucking thumb out. And a strange man would pick her up and take her to a point. And then she would get out that car and do that again. And FPL is down south. You know, that's in Doral. My mom did that every single day. She worked 16 hours. Well, didn't work 16 hours, but it took her 16 hours to get to work and back home. I can't disrespect, you know, and go do something stupid. So, you know, I took it very serious. Both my sisters had kids at 14. You know what I'm saying? Um, my older sister just died the other day. She drowned. Uh, my older sister was, um, was heavy into the crack because that was her era. You know what I'm saying? Um, my dad molested her and was a molester his whole life. My dad molested uh, tons of people, you know what I'm saying? And all of those people were still a part of my life and they were affected by what my dad did. So here I am with a chance to get a lot of money and see if I can do some healing because it does take money to do some stuff. Um, and I just wasn't going to fuck that up, man. And so, you know, you're never going to see a case of me in some news where it's like, someone's accusing me of something or something I'm never it's never gonna happen right because i got too much people depending on me you know what i'm saying yeah I, so my life has always been you know my life is a dark life man I've, I've been able to do a lot um as uh most have said you know um i'm just a i'm just i'm just a simple man 
you know what I'm saying, doing the best I can with what it is I have. And I had nothing to do this with, and I've been able to do a lot um, out of that nothing. And, uh, you know, I've put myself in the proximity of people who were on their way to greatness so that I could also be on my way to greatness with them. Super Dupes was the first one. Uh, Diplo was the second one, you know. And as they say, success is always going to be preparation uh, meets opportunity. And you have no opportunity if you're not prepared. Um, and then that preparation puts you in proximity of the opportunity. It's just a simple math equation that works for anybody. It worked for me. So I was able to get in the proximity of a Diplo for him to be like, yo, man, you want to do a couple shows? So hell yeah. And it was just me and him after that. Ten years now, we're still doing it. Right. Are you more on the production arrangement side? I got all of that from Diplo, man. Shout out to Dupes still. But Dupes was just learning. We we had a program called Acid back in the day. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, 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 acid acid yeah, yeah, was acid. the OG. Yeah. Um and Soundforge. Those right. were like yep, the two Soundforge. programs. Um yeah. Acid, I believe, is more simpler to more similar to Ableton. Mm -hmm. uh, so I find myself easiest on Ableton, but um, I rode I rode that acid wave way into major laser. I was still using acid. Like if you look back to the early major laser mixtapes, I did all of those on acid. You know what I'm saying? And so when uh, Wes was like, "Yo, man, you know, you're doing mixtapes." So Black Chinese was known for mixtapes. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to say. We were known for mixtapes. So I was really good at mixtapes. Um, and when he was like, "Yo, you should do production as well," that's when I got into it. So shout out to Wes for helping me. Um, cross over into you know and evolve into the next uh, stage of this music all right all right a couple things real quick sorry to hear that about your sister man that's that's, that's crazy yeah though. man shout out uh, to her um second off we do a call back here sometimes like in comedy you call back to earlier you talked about traveling man most stuff that was dj honda that was yes, the first place DJ i ever honda. had my mixtape was in the dj honda store on lafayette street in new york city so shout out to little, dj little honda to all that. his beats was fire yeah man so much heat and yep. uh and then dex do you have you have a question i know you're sitting over there man i know yeah, you your mind's you, cooked up you got you nah, got it man, i like this man i like this i almost feel like it's a young grasshopper he's right taking, here he's taking a lot in yeah, right yeah, now because yeah, trust me that. you talk about people uh not being able to be affected by people around him that's not one of them over there he's definitely affected i don't think he would be making it through day one of one of your tour schedules but go ahead ask him a question nah, dex. i'm listening would, man would, i'm just would. listening yeah, no 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 i'm just i'm just taking it all in i'm just i appreciate it you know what i mean because like i said you know I DJ. I DJ for a long time, but I I started, you know, after um, the the vinyl part. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just interesting to hear, and it's something that I mean, I know I've played on vinyl before. You know what I'm saying? But like I, you know, I'm a laptop USB guy. You know yeah. what I mean? But, so, but he's telling you, he's telling you, you gotta get your health together, man. You gotta do my health is. I mean, things. Uh, I'm not as I'm not as unhealthy <laughs> as you guys think I am. You'd be eating it's wild, like, man. Me too. I shouldn't be talking. No, but, but you guys, a lot of people think that I'm like unhealthy, and it's like yeah, they see this, and then I'm out partying. But a lot of times, I'm actually sleep, man. I'm sleeping. I'm resting. Every time everyone thinks I'm out and I'm partying, I'm out, I'm out. I'm up every day at six, seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, and I work in the nightlife here, yeah, but it's like it's, I'm not doing what everybody thinks I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I have a question you know? about that. Uh, well, she it's like so obviously now being in major laser and everything else you're in the spotlight it's not like djs of the past where you're you're in dark lights every night people don't got to see your face unless you're mm -hmm. putting an album out then you got to do a photo shoot then you have makeup on but you got to keep yourself looking young man when do you actually have time to sleep because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of time to actually sleep <clears throat> yeah i would say um i battle with that um again um you know, I'm really probably the only person in my family that's that's made any real impactful success. And so I do see a burden. Um, and so I feel like if I sleep, I'm uh, I'm not doing everything I can to alleviate something from some other people. And so I do battle with that. Um, 
Um, but I do my best, and I think that uh, the universe knows my intention and it knows that I'm doing my best. Um, and so if I can get a four or five hours a day, um, I believe the universe gives me as much um, deepness in that sleep as, as as I would get maybe with an eight hour. Yeah. Um, well, resting in transit. So resting in transit to me is almost sometimes I feel worse sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's something about sleeping on a on an object moving at high rates of speed that I, I don't think is healthy. Um, but I do it. I do it. Um, but I, I don't love to do it. You know, I want to be still and grounded. Um, so, yeah, I battle with that. I do. Yeah, I'm like a narcoleptic, man. I just pass out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we know why. It had to do with the first part of that word, narco. But, uh, so no, it does not. Uh, Yo, sorry, man. First of all, you're wrong because anybody that's involved with narco probably can't sleep. I well, they sleep, sleep after like the sixth, the sixth day. You no, know, like, I don't you know. not. Uh, Yo, why do you keep thinking that? <laughs> I sleep every single day? All right, we're joking. We're joking. Well, she, he, he, he doesn't do any of that stuff. He doesn't have the Colombian flu or anything like that. It's all good. Um, dude, so... I think that's been like the kind of the proven uh, method for very successful people is maybe like four to five hours. That's what you say, because you still like you still get what you need, but you're still able to uh, accomplish a lot of things in a 24 hour period. So I think you're on you're onto something there with that. Um, so Major Laser eventually they added uh, some dancers. That, was that right before you, or that was during when they added the dancers? Yeah, before me it was. Um, they always had dancers. Remember, Scare Boy was a dancer. Oh yeah, yeah, Scare. Yeah, correct, um, correct, correct. And then uh, what's her name from DC? Oh man, I'm so sorry, I don't remember your name. She's like the OG OG Major Laser dancer. The one that was dressed as like a mummy in the. No, the those were our, those were our two girls in England. Oh okay. Um, OD and uh, I can't remember the other girl's name. They also they're also OG though. Yeah. Um, OD that other girl. Oh, man, the I'm so sorry about this. Trinidad. No, the, the girl, she's Jamaican. But OD was African and the other girl was Jamaican as well. But they were very much there before me. They were the yeah. OOGs. Um, and then when I joined, we went downtown to, um, I can't remember the name of the club in, in Manhattan. Um, but we went downtown because downtown at that time still had like a CD scene and was very much like underground everything. Every music was underground. Everything was happening underground. And that's where we found uh, Mella Murder. Yeah, Shout out to Mella Murder. Mel and then Mella suggested another girl, Lafayette, um, who's Haitian. Yeah. And Lafayette um, and Mella were the ones that really and truly launched Major Laser to the world. They did it all. They went through it all. Like back when we were um, still doing a very hardcore dance hall kind of thing, um, they were the ones to like pick the guy out of the crowd. They would strip him naked, lay him down on the floor, pour champagne all over his body get up on the turntables jump off you know what i'm saying smash his face and you know what i'm saying and then throw him back into the crowd naked and we did that every show and it was lafayette and yeah. mella murder yeah. that yeah. really did that you know what i saying? remember i remember them yeah um that's before social media era well, huh? no yeah, it, it, it was, it was kind of i'd say 2010 2000 this uh, is this is they they were there up until about uh 14 so yeah, yeah they had a good couple of years where it was just like yo nobody knew this was happening yeah, you had to be there and you had to live it your blackberry pictures were sucked you know yeah. what i'm saying so it was like that bold bbm you know what i'm saying so you was really lifting it and telling the story and i think that there was there was maybe some kind of social networks where people were very vocal like yeah you got to see the show the show is crazy um but you know we started to see the swell of our show get bigger and bigger the wave get bigger and bigger as ponder floor just began to sweep north america and then eventually sweep europe um, so in Australia, so so shout out to Mellon Murder and Lafayette, man, real 
OGs, man. Right. And then you guys actually added the team of dancers, I guess, right. the, the people that we that are still with you dancers guys to right. today, yeah, right? Yeah, but Fatima, shout out to Fatima, in case you guys don't know who Fatima is. Um, she's probably the most famous choreographer in the world. Um, she was the choreographer for Michael Jackson's mm -hmm. Remember the Time and Smooth nice. Criminal. Um, I lived with Fatima in LA, and so um, it was just crazy, you know, seeing Michael Jackson stuff everywhere. I also met Michael Jackson guys, by the way. Oh, just everybody knows nice. that's really dope. Yeah, that's I met really Michael dope. Jackson, man. He came to uh, my store. I was working at Diesel in Everton Mall, and uh, he came through, you know, saying, "Dap the young boy up," and said, "I want this, 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 this," <laughs> and walked out. And you, you? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. <laughs> <laughs> he Wonderland. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. You. I was like, it was just brief. Nah, it was huh? dope. It was dope, man. He was very, very nice, and uh, yeah, it was super brief, but um. Nah, uh, Fatima was like, yo, we gonna have a, uh, an actual, um, um, what's it called, uh, casting. Mm -hmm. And we had never done that before. We were just going to the spots and seeing who the raw energy was and being like, yo, you know, you. But she did an actual casting and we were for it. Um, and uh, she picked, I believe, the best dancers in the world. I think we got the four best dancers in the world. And I always want to say Chris Brown, man. Chris Brown is. Yo, Justin Bieber, what's up? Y'all got dances. I mean, you want to battle? I don't hear. I don't hear nothing from them. You want to do a versus or? I know that. I know that. I know that when. I know that when they interview y'all, don't nobody ask you about your dances. Right. Damn. Wow. I mean, is that something we need to put on a on a on a on a on a big stage? Versus major laser dances versus versus who the fuck ever at the twenty three club. We got two stages, man. We ain't playing out here, man. Major laser dances will fuck everybody up. That's a really. Yeah. That's a fact. Seeing the girls change different uh, costumes, or costumes, and then also every song has a different choreography, so you have to you have to memorize that. Um, Helen, that's one of the dancers, right? Yeah, man, Ethiopian oh. Helen. Yeah, Helen. Oh, yeah, I know that's you know that's the one every, we're all in love with. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's super a dope. Beauty. Super dope. Such how a how is that? So, uh, the, the question I was going to ask you is like, are dancers off limits? I, I mean, the way you've talked to us so far, while she everything's <laughs> off limits. You yeah. don't you're not messing around with anybody or anything. Correct. But I it's mean, it, just it, you, you you answered your question. Okay, yeah, cool. You don't cool. fuck the money up. It's all business. I mean, even even being in close quarters with people, you started to grow fond of people. You know what I'm saying? A traveling city, the city is never. It's never anything like that, you know what I mean? You don't fuck the money up, man. Okay. You'd be an cool. idiot to do that. True. Exactly. You can't have dancers like Helen. Yeah. Who everyone agrees is really that chick. She's the most amazing dancer in the industry. Respect her, man. Respect her. You don't you don't you don't begin to look at her as somebody that you should do some dumb shit with. You looking at her going, yo, we're gonna make a lot of money together. Yep. Do you think Pussy. that affects Helen? Like everyone's like, damn, she's so good. I can't fuck with her. So Helen's lonely deep down inside. <laughs> Dude, she, I guarantee she's not lonely. I guarantee she's <laughs> not. She probably doesn't want, she she probably doesn't want half, of the, half of these DJs. I, I, had a point, I had a point in my life where I had to stop being so damn talented. Because everyone's like, damn, you're talented. I don't want to fuck this up with you. So I had to dumb it down. You got to be stupid sometimes. It's okay, fuck with you. Because if you're too good, they be like, a, damn, this I'm dude's a, a checkbook right here. I I'm can't ahead, fuck this up. I'm going to go ahead and say I disagree with that. Um, and so, you know, I get it. It's a joke. But, you know, you always want to elevate because somebody is up there waiting for somebody to be a whole person for them. True. You know what I'm saying? Again, preparation. You know, meets opportunity. Wow, so she's so zen. You just bro. keep working up. When, God damn it, so positive. Jesus. Yeah. I, yeah, when? That's the answer. That's <laughs> the answer the we all want to know. It's like, yeah, how much? I mean, how much he's longer? still waiting. He got got hair no more. I, I've been waiting. Yeah, yeah. but I do. I do want. Dex, but I, Dex, Dex almost doesn't have hair. First of all, first of all, first of all, shout out to him. You got? I got the shampoo, the biotin gummies, and the little dropper I put in my hair twice a day. You know, biotin gummies. Fighting, fighting. It's hanging on for dear life, but it's still there. It's probably some shit I should not be putting on my head. It's probably, bro. 
You had died on the floor. Oh, I cut my dreads, man. Yeah, it kind of fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I want to put a lot of respect on the dancer's name, man. They're very, very serious with their craft. Yeah. And I don't ever want to small it up to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? What's up with you and the dancers? Like, I don't, I don't want it to even get into that kind of like, um, I don't want to leave it in that kind of like um, mind frame, man. Just imagine like they're just as important as us. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they deserve that same respect. So shout out to them for sure. And you have to ever be a big brother on, on tour when people are wilding out? Or they're, nah, man. Huh? Why, you know, it's all, about, it's all about proximity, man. You going to put people in your circle that would wild out? Nah. I don't think so. Absolutely not. What, what kind of money are y'all talking about? We're talking right. about major money, right? So um, once you start doing O2 Arena and you're selling out stadiums, and we've been blessed to do that, who would we put around us that would fuck that up? True. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know the guy. I mean, that's, that's just I logic. Don't know the guy. I make your numbers. I'm no longer drinking. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Drinking is e not drinking is easy, man. Um, you know, it's 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 not hard once you've surrounded yourself around people who are just like, yo, we are all going to win. That's the goal. Um, we produce music that's amazing, and now we're going to perform it and have an amazing performance. And nothing else is discussed, bro. Yep. Everybody wakes up with that mission, and it feels great being a part of that kind of a team and so you know again i say proximity to everybody out there put yourself in the proximity of people who are just as amazing as you are if you are amazing mm -hmm. uh if you're a fuck up i guarantee you will magnetically pull other fuck ups to you and then uh time will fly and you'll wonder yo what the fuck just happened i'm 30 something years old now and i have nothing to show for nothing because i never took shit serious and I never attracted the energy of other people that take shit serious because I didn't take shit serious, you know? And so shout out to everybody out there that understood that earlier, uh, sooner than later. I'm one of those people that was very blessed, not that I never made mistakes, but I was very blessed to have a certain level of um, weight on my shoulders, which allowed me to take life way more serious than other people did at a very early age. Um, you know, my dad had 12 kids. Damn. And so when I what look at know? like, how many people were in my household in Carroll City and how many people were all trying to figure it out. Uh, me being the second to last child, you know, I saw myself as an older brother to a lot of people um, once I got the chance to be. And so, you know, um, that pressure did create a diamond in my situation. But, you know, everybody's got another situation and I hope that they can look at the things in life and say, man, time is flying. The fuck am I doing out here? Right. Yeah. Well, I think one thing we've learned from this conversation is that Dex, you're out of here after this. We we need to focus on people that are have the same mission and they don't veer from the path. They know the assignment. Man, I have so much work to do. Yeah, for real. I have so much work focus. to do. Thank you. I'm, I mean, I'm very focused. I'm very focused. Just makes me wanna, Yo, you know? Dex got up and got off set right now, no, man. You know I, I probably would. I just laughed the rest you know of the show. I mean? man. I just. Yeah. You know. All right. well, and rum and bass, by it, the way. Yeah, what about rum and bass? JD, are you looking at my notes? Energy. Are you looking That's at my, my notes? My question was. You're, you're jumping ahead of my notes and you want to jump nah, right in there? There's, there's a DJ that came by, you know, we were working at the 23 Club, you know, preparing for that that whole launch. And a DJ came by to visit, you know, local uh, Iron Lion. And I was Shout talking to him. Iron I was talking Man. to Iron Lion earlier. And, you know, we were talking about the fact that he hasn't drank in so long, yeah. right? Because, Over you know, whatever it is. But, you know, he's sober. And we were talking about how, like, you know, there's DJs that... um 
they get booked now at some of these clubs and it's like oh yeah because this dj can bring in these tables at this table and it's like sometimes they prioritize you know what a dj brings on the table rather than you know the technical yeah. aspect that goes to actually yeah no the game has definitely shifted i think being a good dj is probably and, low totem pole now right yeah not i mean f- for me i feel like it's everything you know it's it's mm-hmm. interesting because you know i was saying to him i said well i mean like you know jeff i was like yo you don't drink you know what i mean like you don't drink you know so when are you fraternizing at Red tables Bull. with people that just want to pop bottles and buy bottles so like right. you probably you know you're so focused on the music and just being so consistent which by the way everyone agrees like when it comes to consistency in Miami that guy's one of the most like he doesn't have a bad set he's just consistent because you know he's so focused Great DJ. he's like yo I need just just every time it's just consistency right mm-hmm. and it's like he doesn't drink and it's like you know because he's not drinking He's not fraternizing amongst those people, right. so it's like it was just an interesting conversation. So to hear you say like, "Oh, you know, you know, drinking is something that's been has been xed out, you know, in, in my trajectory in right. my career," and it's like you know, and then yet you go into these arenas, right, where you have to play for these people and play for right. these parties, and the people are clearly hammered, you know, right. at these events. But like right. the person so that just to just to just to jump know? in right there, man, we were probably the first, not first, but we were probably the only one in that EDM era that were constantly saying on the mic, put your hands in the air if you ain't have a drink today. Put your hands in the air if you didn't pop no pills. Herbs, baby. Yeah, definitely. Pro, no, how, we're how about, definitely how about pro that? ganja. No, no weed, man. No weed. You know, Anybody else here? No weed. Um, oh, okay. But you know, if you are enjoying yourself without any drugs, make some noise. We did that throughout the show every time to the point where the culture, and I mean the culture is what 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 causes the damage right but we can change the culture just like um how um how uh, women are being um attacked by guys you know what i'm saying left and right you know um, rest in peace to Maya mccarno um rest in peace to so many people that have just been randomly attacked by a guy um you can watch on the news every single day some female is just trying to go home walk into her apartment door or walking into a building and some dude is running after her uh to try to rob a raper that's a cultural thing and we as men have to change that, right? And so same thing with the EDM music, you know, uh, drugs became a cultural part of it. Um, and so we were one of the groups that were like, it doesn't have to be like this. Right. And so for everybody out there that's teetering on this um, or you're feeling a little pressure and you're like, man, I, w- I wish somebody would say this shit is whack. We over here say, yeah, that's just whack. And we're saying it at a festival where there's other stages of people that's not saying anything. But we're going to say that's just whack. And eventually y'all going to say it, it's whack and we're going to be loud enough to where everybody's going to be like, man, I don't want to be that girl passed out on the floor. I paid my money. I want to enjoy the show. So you end up ch- uh, changing the culture of something. Um, and there's, there's lots of things that we need to change the culture of. But, you know, all of those things, man, are just a part of um, doing your best in what you're doing and i think that i've been very blessed to be surrounded again by people who just give a fuck we care about the patron we care about the music we care about the environment we want everybody to be safe we want everybody to be their best um i used to spend hours after a show um obviously before covid you know what i'm saying just talking i just go out into the crowd it'd be six thousand people it'd just be me 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 and them you know what i'm saying taking tons hundreds, thousands of selfies and you know what I'm saying, and talking and seeing them cry and da 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 and hugging them. And you know, we had a song called Get Free that probably is one of the most 
um, pro- prolific songs we've ever done. It, yeah. it, easily my favorite song from Major Lazer. And when that song was a big song, man, you'd be looking in the crowd and you just see tears. And you're like, okay, we have um, the ability to make a difference. So we know that now. What's the change we want to make? And we've been consistent with that, man. Um, you know, if there's ever um, an issue out in the world, we are the first ones to do a benefit concert. We did that benefit concert at Mana um, after Puerto Rico had that hurricane. We raised eight hundred thousand dollars, man. So, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, and we've tried to do stuff for Haiti, uh, but every single time, uh, the hardest part is always getting the who's going to bring the funding down and actually disperse it yeah jd, JD what's, just, what's 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 the reasoning for that jd uh i can't really say much about that man it happens I mean, all over we're not singling out i just, I just his side about it but that track you did with uh michael bruin and DJ yeah Polo, shout out to michael bruin fire man. track yeah but my guy you guys did well know? i feel like this is a setup against the dark skin guy because now i just realized that you there's always drinks being poured on the show and I'm the only one with a happy dad right now. Y'all must have known that while she was coming here, he was so goddamn yeah. righteous. And how come I don't see a drink in neither one of you guys? Nah, he offered y'all, me y'all a drink me when up. I got here. Y'all set me up. We only okay, drink water. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about, Oh, we only drink water. Yeah, I might go sober soon again. Yeah, sober life is a great life, man. And, you know, we, we, don't, we don't count. It's a great life. We don't count how... Um, how um, how um, destructive alcohol has been, and that doesn't mean don't don't have a drink. Um, I I have a drink. Like I'm not sober. Like I don't drink. Um, but I just, um, we do understand that the um, the amount of people that are um, didn't have to die from something like a drunk driving accident. Oof. Um, we've probably I know maybe four people I can think of right now that have died in a drunk uh, in a car accident, drunk driving, um, as well as. Uh, how much bad decisions have been made while drinking, you know, how many um, uh, fights, uh, how many rapes, crazy, um, how many of these things happen because somebody just did a little bit too much of something. Uh, Those to me are the drugs, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, mushrooms and ayahuasca and those things, you know, are all about the setting and the mood and you take them and you you get into your own inner self and i think that that's uh we need to make a clear distinction on that so shout out to wes yeah. doing his mushrooms yeah. yeah and speaking of, of drinking and, and fighting you know as a testimony as myself after halloween no more hennessy yeah um, no dark more hennessy. Got, you got into a fight <laughs> not like a not like a physical yeah. fight you know it's like you, you, know, fight, altercation. you gotta fight with a girl you know nah, nah, tension you know, altercations and stuff yeah hennessy is just yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, I don't want, I don't want to fuck up any sponsorship y'all have. You know what I'm saying? Nah. But I do want to say, eleven vodka only. <laughs> you know, I do want to say, you know, um, drink responsibly. Uh, absolutely, you know, that's the key, right? Absolutely, is to, is to really take that shit serious and not have it just be a tagline. There's a, there's a football player today. He uh, was in a drunk driving accident. He's facing 20 years now. Yeah. Because he killed somebody like last night or something. Way too much. See, that's what he I'm was saying. Drunk driving. He wasn't. He wasn't in the proximity of other people. Right. Who would say? You can't drive. Right. And therefore, that's where the mistake is made. Surround yourself. Crazy. Surround yourself. They're out here. And if you guys need someone, I'm here. Oh man, thank you. We definitely. I think that football player probably needed somebody bigger than him that could like knock him out if he needs to. Because usually he's probably he's probably the most uh, the biggest dude in the room. He's gonna do whatever he wants. So you always need somebody that can knock you down. If you if you overstep your bounds, I don't know about that, but definitely I think um, when you have a trusted person that can just say to you, "Yo, give me the keys," you're good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Rest in peace to my cousin Sean Taylor. Used to play for the Washington Redskins. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that story. Big idol, yeah, Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, you know he's Jamaican. He's a cousin of mine, and um, yeah, just a bad 
decision of inviting people he did not know to a house to his personal house yeah um, cost him his life you know what i'm saying so you want to make sure that you're surrounded by people who don't allow you to make these bad decisions and that's key proximity being the proximity of people who have sense who have goals um and who work hard man and you you there's literally nothing you can't do with that kind of team mentality all right well i, I just think the more what, what's up jd what, what do you what do you think go ahead you killed my mood though it's been great because <laughs> i was gonna tell you i was gonna say because i was gonna give my moral of the story oh yeah go ahead man get you get, hit, hit him with it man like, <laughs> you should have seen jd's face just now <laughs> bro you keep doing this i think i'll take two breaks off this shit <laughs> okay yeah okay I'm, you take I'm two a breaks human being bro. you take Don't two breaks to me like so i'm a human being go ahead, go ahead man round it up G- give your sentiment more of the Sean Taylor story, you give someone a finger, they take the whole fucking hand. Stop giving. You know what's so I crazy that you happened. say that that's just what now? what happened with him. He would walk him a bunch of people over his house. That's a fact. He was good as hell to them. And sadly, I knew some of these gentlemen, you know. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. My eighth grade year, I was in correctional um, opportunity school. And mm-hmm. those kids were in the same class as me. Mm-hmm. So it does hurt, you know. Mm. Yeah, it does. And I actually know his father real well. Mm. I cannot believe you just said that just now because I haven't heard that saying in years. And last night, my buddy called me complaining that he took um, uh, a, a lady out to dinner. He spent a lot of money on her and took her to Carbone and all this other stuff. Oh, hell no. And then asked for her to um, hang out. And she said, no, I have to go to work. And then he went on her Instagram and she was at the Dead Mouse Festival. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the background, he said... I give you a finger, I'm taking your arm. <laughs> that's what he told me. So I'm, I haven't heard I'm not touching this. That. Yo, that sounds crazy. <laughs> I'm, not leave, I'm leaving this alone. This. Basically, I cannot believe I'm not. No, but I'm just saying, I, I just never heard, I haven't heard that saying, like, I'm talking, like, ever. And then I hear it yesterday, someone says that, I was like, I'm like, relax, it's not that big of a no, deal. Actually, and then you come and say that. Actually, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, man. Shout out to that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out colors. to that girl, yeah. man. I mean, who, uh, live your life. Exactly. Live your life. My, your boy, he definitely, hopefully, learned. Cause we all gotta go through it. You gotta go through learned. it. You and gotta be burned, man. So sometimes hey, yo. you just see it. All right, easy, 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 <laughs> easy, easy. easy, easy. easy. No, you gotta place, be. Listen, no, this is no, with these women. You gotta, you gotta this be able to. Episode, JD. You gotta be able to. Yeah, yeah. This the one. This the one, man. You gotta be able to to gauge. Uh, energy and it sounds like he just read the room wrong. He you read know it, what I'm saying, and um, hopefully he'll be a um, you know be able to do. Um, Listen, you learn from those experiences. Less. You got to get burnt and rise from the ashes. Yeah. Let, me, yeah, let me ask you something real quick, Walshy, because you're a, you're a South Florida native. You've seen women coming come and go around around this area. I, yeah. I'm just kind of learning the the whole landscape, and uh, I'm understanding men different mentalities. How do you how are you able to navigate this world? Do you end up dating people not from this area, or do you do you like people from around here? Um, so I really work hard, man. Yeah. And um, you know we have a lot of new music coming out, and I really focus on that, man. Listen, and so you know, shout out to everyone that's um that's a hard worker and um you know money and he's um, got the fair taste and dealing with uh you know the issues that really matter in life are what you focus on. Well, how long See, did it, how long did it take you to understand that 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 you know career and everything is more important than getting your feelings hurt by by some of these women? How long did that take you? Because you're in, you're in, you like you said proximity. You're in proximity of some of the most beautiful women in the world. I'm sure when you're on, when you're on tour. I'm, this is interesting to me. I'm, I'm how how did how long did it take you to figure that out, Walsh? Oh man, I don't know, but I will say, shout out to all of those women and shout out to everybody who understands the value 
of a beautiful woman and how to um, hopefully incorporate that uh, into their business uh, because most of these beautiful women also have a talent. They also have a skill. And so, um, you know, shout out to the hardworking women that look good and can actually, you know, bring a lot to a business and make a lot of money. And I'm going to say this. Those responses are definitely the responses of someone that's been very successful in the spotlight for a long time because you are not going to catch this man off guard. I know. <laughs> he is. No, that's great. And I think, like, that is smart. Like, I mean, I believe everything you said. I want you to know also, man. But I that mean, is, like, I've it's done, so it's just such education. It's, yeah, I've done thousands of thousands of thousands of interviews, and I realized, not that you guys would do it, but I realized clickbait is one of the most um, annoying parts of this industry. So you get asked questions um, so that they become a headline or the uh, the people who uh, take a 30 second or a minute clip mm -hmm. uh, run with that. That's and I want to make sure that, um, you know, I've trained myself way better, way better than Wes. That's for sure. Um, he doesn't on like how he to, super good. Though, on good. how to answer questions so that, you know, you get the best of me in an interview. So, you know, hopefully somebody out there has watched this interview and has been affected positively by it. And hopefully somebody out there will actually make a life change or a surroundings change because proximity is what matters. Okay. Put yourself I'm next learning to from the this. people who are really winning. This is great. Do you believe JD says he's learning from this and he's looking at his phone? I said I was learning from it. <laughs> oh, that was you. I've always learned from Wall Street. I said I'm learning had, from it. Shout out. Now, we speak all the time. We reason so. all the time. He, come to, he comes to rum and bass all okay, the time. Okay, let's talk about rum and bass, the, the alcohol yeah. that we do, like rum. You know, I guess the because energy never died from that party, so let yeah. me give you flowers about Six it. Years. Six years. Six years going, huh? Mm -hmm. um, and that was that was something that you started uh, in Miami, or did you start at different cities yeah. that you were touring? In Miami, at Coyle. I it started it, right yeah. there, and it's it's been going six years strong. But we have taken it all over the world. Yeah. Um, what What do you think is the most important thing about promoting your own party? Having to go back to that, like, what do you have to personally do to make a, your party a success? Uh, okay, so like, um, I just imagine like a like a DJ Khaled if he had his own weekly party. It'd be mm. it'd be his personality that you came there for, you know. Um, I, I think that that's what makes a successful weekly or uh, a successful international party. You, the personality mm -hmm. of you, the brand of you. Um, definitely, I've been blessed to be able to grab uh, other people who had uh, great personalities, put them on the team, and then let them go do the party by themselves without me having to be there and it still be a success. But for sure, the origins of it are you. People came to see you. Why do they like you? Um, I, I've seen you DJ a few times. Uh, but I've never really seen you get on the microphone and really like go like personality like I'm about to really like talk over every song and be a personal and y'all gonna see my personality. Uh, now that I'm having this conversation with you, I would say that you probably um, would be doing yourself a disservice by not doing that. Your humor, um, your delivery, the way that you're, you're, you're what's it called, uh, uh, your tempo um, uh, of your conversation. Um, just imagine that under, over a beat, you know, um, you'd be able to grow an event that people would be like, yo, we came here to hear him because he's going to do something that's so personable and, you know, so unique um, and, and it'll be an experience. And I think that that's what happens um, when you see successful brands go out in the world. Thank you for saying that. Like, You're think, very sarcastic. So that's he speaks true. with his cuts and his scratches. <laughs> no, I do. I came up under DJ AM. I came up yeah. under that era where you're not allowed to speak at, at like One Oak and Ten June and all these places. Right. You know, feel me? Like, but yeah, I, and I, 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 listen, Walsh, you haven't you haven't seen me because nobody comes to my events. And I do a full stand up comedy <laughs> show when nobody's out there because I'm like, am I playing to myself? Am I playing to myself? That's what I do.
Um, but maybe you should come to one of those, man. You might you might like it. What's up, Dexter? What about what about the DJs that they only talk to transition? Like I never heard them do a cut uh, or a drop. The, yeah, you know, I, I'm if not you make it more money than your ex, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, next song I mean, they're, they're there. I mean, we I could go, we Sunday. can, we could talk about that all day. Uh, but shout out to the DJs that really, um, you know, I don't think that kind of, I don't think that DJ actually would would be able to launch a brand, right? Because there's nothing really unique there. Nothing that says, man, you know, you can only say everybody over twenty five you know every night for so long <laughs> so you know um when i begin to do like at rum and bass um you know i do things like uh um like oh yeah this is really really tall um haitian girl with a big gold afro and um she's tall man she's like six to, is she a regular there? Regular. Yeah, I know who I know you're speaking of. Yeah. So you, you pick out people in the crowd. Every time she walks in. The first time she walked in, I stopped the music. Now, mind you, stopping the music is why you came to Rum and Bass. You came to Rum and Bass for me to stop the music and talk a lot of shit. You're, gotcha. now, you're now doing this with your hands and going, man, this is what we came for. We came, we can hear the music anywhere. Right. We came to see him say something crazily funny or inspirational we do a lot of inspirational speaking at on a party that's interesting i probably think i have the only party that's like a lot of inspiration but um first time she walked in you could tell she was in her corner being very um you know in the dark and shadows discreet um but her height was you know you could not not see her and she had an afro and i just remember being like everybody please Put your cell phone light on that girl right there. And she wanted to run away, man. She was like, damn it. Because what would most DJs do? Clown her, right? Uh, they would do something like um, ask her to come up front and dance. You know, because everybody knows if you're white, um, if you're big, um, if you have some kind of handicap, you're an easy joke, right? So you get up there and you dance and they're like, go white guy, go white guy, go. Place goes crazy, right? So easy, anyone can do it. So now the light's on her. She's probably thinking like, oh, he's gonna marry, play Dutty Wine and make me do something stupid, right? And I'm like, nah, could you please, everybody just shine a light on her. I was like, no, no, I want her to step a little bit forward. Please, 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 please. And the people are pushing her. She's like, oh man. And I say, guys, everybody, tell me if I'm wrong. Is she not the most beautiful person in the club right now? Man. Do y'all understand what that does to a room? It does. It lights it up. Everybody takes a second to understand what I just said because they weren't expecting it. And then they internalize it. And then they look at her. And then they go, man, you know, he's actually right, though. Take point is she might stick around for the end of your set. So I will say again, she's a regular. <laughs> she decided to support every Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a, what I would like. I, I like the support. I, I mean, I've got shit. Yeah, I like the what support. What do you support? I mean, when, you know, when you're you giving someone compliments. Yes. Free game. Yeah, 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 free game. Because yeah, yeah. we're, not, we're not trying to have a wait at the end of the night for any oh other reason, God. but to have a great conversation and say, yo, thank you so much for coming out and supporting. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that um, media train is good. Yeah, but we definitely. Ladies, if you want to come to any party, I promise I will tell you the, you're the most beautiful girl in the room yeah. every single time. Just come out, please. That's all I'm asking. Just come on out. Anybody? hello hello is this thing on you know um it's it's a unique night man yeah it's a unique night it's really a dope party um tuesday's koyo taco in miami if you're if you're from out of town i suggest you go also i do a thing called on mondays called heat hunters it's Mm -hmm. a tv show i do on twitch it's a very funny show oh i have it in the notes right here i wanted to talk about that here's here's the thing uh when mad decent tv started on on uh (coughs) twitch right it was big yeah super super big 
I, I so I sent I, I was doing a I was doing something kind of similar to what you were doing, Walshie. Mm. I was sent, I was doing a Beavis and Butthead kind of like video review thing, mm. and I sent it to Jasper, and I uh, never got any no, no response. Next thing I know, Walshie is on there. That's crazy. He's on there doing Heat Hunters Mondays on. Wait, who's your part? What's your partner's name? DJ Tony Blackout from Boston. Tony Blackout, mm -hmm. and I'm like, D -d -d it's it's because I'm white, isn't it? <laughs> That's what it is, Walshie. What's what crazy is so Heat Hunters was actually something that happened before pandemic, right? But it was very like whatever when when we want to but then pandemic everybody was sitting down and we were like yeah, let's just do this every week um and uh yeah you know i was already doing shows on mad decent's channel so it just made sense um and we've continued to do it we're almost like a year and a half in now nice. of just doing this show where we um play great music that we think went under the radar uh that has a actual music video and yes, we make a lot of fun of that music video. The jokes are heavy. The jokes are heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, and then usually we do a couple of throwback videos uh, every show where the jokes go Optimus Prime. You know, they go Super <laughs> Saiyan. Um, yeah, last night we did um, Rockwell, uh, Somebody Somebody's Watching, watching me, me, Ghetto Boys. Um, and we did, um, you know, of course, Thriller and a bunch of Halloween videos. And I mean, too much jokes in there. Too many. All right. So that's dope. Follow at Heat Hunters yeah. TV on Instagram for clips of the show. Heat Hunters TV and yeah. then uh, Twitch.tv slash Mad Decent, right? Yeah, we, we're probably going to move it over to our own channel only because uh, Twitch has definitely not supported music anymore. They've stopped. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we find that even the Jasper and the guys have just kind of walked away from Twitch completely. So there are times where we need something like on the spot. We're like, yo, we need help with this. And they're all doing their own thing. So we've actually decided to move it to our own channel with love still. You know what I'm saying? But at least we can get our assistance immediately. Well, speaking of doing your own thing, man, you stepped out and uh, created a monster by a song called by coffee called what? What's yeah, toast. What's the song we're thinking of? Toast. Do you guys know this song? You ever, you ever heard of it? Dun, 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 toast. Dun. So, what what exactly was your uh, involvement with that artist and song? Oh man, I wish I I wish I could um, put this in a in a one minute sentence, but I'll just say um, man, shout out to Adija Palmer, um, uh, who was uh, or sorry Palmer, Mr. Palmer, sorry, um, who was uh, the first person to discover her for me. Um, and was very like, yo, you need to meet this girl. Uh, he brought her over to my to my house in Kingston, and we sat in the kitchen. And she just basically went over her rhymes and things like that. And I, I, I just honestly was like, man, this is the most amazing talent I've ever seen in my life. Um, she might have been 17 at the time, 16 maybe, maybe 16. Um, but such a great spirit, great soul, and uh. Yeah, we just started to make music, and the first song we did was "Throne." Uh, shot two videos for that. Um, you know how you, you know a music video sometimes has two videos, like it has the one you shoot, and then all of a sudden somebody comes along and puts money behind it. Mm -hmm. So we have that one, and then we had the the major one, and then uh, yeah, and then we did "Toast" after that. And how did that? Uh, how did that song exactly blow up? Because people do songs every day that they think they're going to be <coughs> popping off. Like, how, do, how does a song actually get like worldwide recognition? Yeah. So I want to say, man, no lie, there is no formula to this. There's no, there's no formula to this, man. You make good music. Um, of course, you guys still hear a crappy song on the radio because it's ha it has a machine, mm -hmm. and you're just like, damn, that song sucks. But it's everywhere. Um. But when you don't have that machine, as I'm an independent, as Major Lazer is independent, um, you just really got to focus on making timeless 
uh, great music. And that was a song that I think I knew um, had the potential to be great. And I was so glad when it went all the way to a Grammy. Yeah. What was the uh, first time that you knew this is this is the one? Like when did you like you hear it on like the radio? No, you heard it streaming? It or? never. It didn't play on the radio for a while. Okay. Um, and you know it's dancehall, so it's going to be in the streets for a minute before. Um, so basically, um, uh, Coyo Tacos, my rum and bass party is a is is my. Um, my, my musical playground. It's like your Atlanta strip club for reggae. It's music. my testing ground. Yeah. Mm. And so once I saw the boom, 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 go off, like the first notes of the song were going off, it was done. I knew it. And I'm talking about, if you guys ever come to Koyo Taco on a Tuesday, Roman bass, I'll pull up a song maybe 12 times. Yeah, I know um, That was one of those songs, you know, like Meek Mill's Nightmares and Dreams. I'll pull that up like a hundred times. You know, there's always these songs that you're just like, yeah, this is the greatest song of the moment. We just gonna play this forever and ever. Interesting. That was one of the songs you just kept going boom, 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 boom. And you just saw people like, God damn. And then finally, when the chorus came in, everybody was like, this song is smoking. You know what I'm saying? And then you pull it up, you pull it up fifth time they know the words now you know and they're like blessings fall and you're like it's a done deal i've made another hit record you know what i'm saying and so you start to see it in these testing grounds i played tons of um new records from other people as well in this little testing ground room um and i know what's going to go off like from that room for sure for sure right. definitively there's a there's a lot of like rhythms that sound like that what is your answer for the the one song that you're supposed to transition into toast with what, where you come from to go into toast what, what is it to go into toast yes i say don't do it what do you do you, you just, do this guy's thing you gotta stop all my single ladies in the house yeah you do that thing you just start it. all right well what are you playing after if you want a smooth transition after where do you go Mm. That's interesting. I do play Charlie Black. Um, Party Animal. Party Animal. I would. I, I feel like it's an older rhythm sound, <coughs> sounds like <coughs> toast, like a you know bomb bomb or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, no, I wouldn't do that only yeah. because <clears throat> bomb bomb has an energy, right? So like doom 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 doom. There's an energy there, and that energy is actually like more African. Um, and so you can, I would prefer going to an Afrobeat section mm -hmm. um, with that kind of, um, it's like that kind of like roll that Bomb Bomb has um, versus uh, Coffee Toast where it has the, a very EDM kind of like, don't, 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 kind of thing, almost like Show Me Love, mm -hmm. uh, Ramen S, like that kind of like very staccato. Yeah. What's the BPM of Toast? It might be 100. 100, yeah. yeah. 100? If I remember correctly. Did you discover that producer too? Izzy, Izzy? Yeah. was brought to me by Ron. And so shout out to Ron and shout out to Izzy. We have a company together called Creative Titans. We've just signed our first oh, artist, uh, Genesee from uh, Columbia. But yeah, Izzy was always doing this. Shout out to Izzy. Izzy's not new to this. I'd be playing songs from Izzy from 2005. That bang. Is he Jamaican? Is he based yeah, man, here? Jamaican. Based in based here. He went to American high school. Okay. Uh, so Broward. almost Carroll City. Broward. Um no, that's that's uh, that's North Miami. That's uh yeah. that's a corner of Miami. Um Miami Lakes. But um and shout out to his brother David Lynn. Um but yeah, Izzy has been doing this. Izzy is preparation put next to Ron with the proximity for the opportunity. 
and I think I was the opportunity, and we able to make success. It was just like that. Yeah, when you guys do your like uh, separate, the members of Major Lazer do your separate songs. Like Diplo does his his, his house stuff or whatever. Ape drums has you know Latin stuff or reggae stuff, mm-hmm. and then you have like a, a banger. Like when somebody like hits off, is there some kind of competitiveness at all? Like no. that? Wow, you got one this time. This no, is, this because is. it goes it goes into the pot, right? So if you and I have a group together and you have a solo hit song and we still have a group together, now we add that song to our, our, our group playlist mm-hmm. and we have the, a group banger now. You know what I'm saying? And so Toast was like my my contribution to the group. We ended up doing um, a seriously dope remix um, over the Show Me Love um, beat with Toast and um, you know, just added that to the show. Blessings um, too. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Yo, please go have a hit. <laughs> yo, my man, yo, go make a hit because we all can add that to the show. Exactly. And I'll, yeah, I mean, I, I tell them that they should be pulling their their weight. Yeah, all go the home time, and make a hit. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah Ape Drums definitely doing. I like his sound right now. Now I gotta do it, man. Got so sick. Yeah, yeah, for Ape so Drums, sick. like and integrating him into the group. Did you have to kind of like show him the ropes in any kind of way? Yeah, or? of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still a shot guy. Yeah, he's still a shy. Great guy, I mean, man. is that does that matter on tour? You you would rather have somebody who's a shy no. guy than a party animal, right? No, no, no. He's a dope guy. Um, yeah. And when I say shy guy, I mean like he's not doing any of the stuff that maybe me and Wes will do. Like yeah. we'll get you know we used to get into the hamster ball and oh, okay. we'll still stage okay, dive and things like that. Yeah. Uh, he turns up on stage though. Like don't get yeah, it twisted. Yeah. He turns up, um, but you could tell uh, that he's much more like nah. You guys go out there. And uh, hurt yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Who do, yeah. who does the majority of uh, the DJing during a show now? I would say West still does. Yeah, yeah, West still does, man. West is a uh, West is uh, uh, energy. Uh, yeah, West is just like he loves this shit, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, West for sure. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, you know, I've seen him DJ forever, but mm-hmm. just that he's still like nothing is synced. There's not like a sixty minute long wave that plays, and right. you just pretend that you're transitioning the records, right. like a lot of people do, stuff like that. It's all like in the moment. Has it? Yes, it is. It, how about it, have you ever had any kind of like hiccups with equipment or anything in front of like a, a massive stadium? Of, <laughs> of people, course, of people? man. Yeah. What do you this do? This is technology, man. You just you just bound. wheel it back and talk. It's bound. Yes, because yeah. who's the god of talking? Okay, there it See, is. What y'all need? Much, y'all yeah. need fifteen minutes? Yeah. Shoot, I'm not, your guy. Nice. Yeah. I'm the. I'm like. I'm not even joking with you. <laughs> this is what preparation does. I'm your guy. You need 20 minutes to re, um, to go get a generator to bring back into the room to fire everything back up. I got you. I'll be on the microphone making jokes for 20 minutes, and nobody will even notice. Man, that's that's what happened to me. That's why I stopped using laptops for two years, man. I was DJing Wall at Friday, mm. and then my Serato something just happened, and it was just. It was off, and it just yeah. I, I couldn't. My Serato just I started to the USBs tweaked. like that, man. I, I, I still it think tweaked. it sucks. And I had I switched to USBs for two years because yeah. I was like, I never again want to deal with that. I can do it, but, but I just man, went back to the laptop like six months ago. So are you do, are you doing like um, DJing DJing gigs right now oh, yeah. personally? And the thing is that every night is a different crowd. Mm-hmm. I literally tour more than West, more than anybody else, um, and so. Uh, you know, tonight I'll be in front of a bunch of people that want to hear something, and I realize it. Thank God I got the laptop. The Shazam you know party, so, bro. That's your parties, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. You never die. Do you, yeah. do you remember a club in, in New York called Greenhouse and Whip? No. We're opening up a club, 23 Club, 
on the beach, you know, mm. with the guys that did Whipping Greenhouse, mm -hmm. okay, with Barry Milano and Phil Lamare, mm. you know. Oh, I, I Phil, know Phil, I love I you. Phil. Yeah, I man. I didn't mean to yeah, ask man. like that. I mean, come on, but man. But back in 2015, 16, I think your doorman tried me, hurt yeah, my definitely, soul, Definitely man. weren't letting you in, but shout out to Phil, soul, man. Legend, yeah. legend, legend. Okay, so what are you saying, Dex? Man, I'm doing. I'm the program director, well, enough, man, for the club, um, man. Enough respect to you, man. And enough success to you. He's saying you're such a touring guy. Would you ever consider having like a residency somewhere? Yeah, I, I have a residency at somewhere nowhere in New York City. Oh, with um, late Nathan Leon. Nathan Leon, that's my boy. Yeah. Um, I have two other offers for New York City residencies, um, and I, of course, I have my every Tuesday here. Nice. Right. And of course, when in Las Vegas residency. Well, we're doing, a, we're doing a Tuesday party that me and Wonder are going to be spending at 23, and we close at 5 a.m., man. So when, when Rum and Bass is over at 3 yeah, o'clock, if two. you want to shoot over to the beach, yeah, you know what I'm saying, two. grab the mic. We're in at 2, man, not 3. We're in at 2. Oh, yeah, 2? Two? I thought it was 3 o'clock, no? Nah, two, no, no. You know, the thing about Koyo Taco and number 2, which upsets my soul a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Three tacos are perfect. And they yeah. make you get two at a time, man. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they force you to get that fourth taco. You'd be like, damn, like, I just want three. Cameroon tacos, but now yeah. I gotta get two of the type. Give me some Camerone. And you got yeah. that last say fourth Cameron. taco, Just man. Say shrimp, man. Yo, you can't get through the fourth one. How about you're gonna say after, after three tacos, you have to go number two all the time? That's There's the always a homeless guy outside waiting for that fourth You know what? Oh, I know the exact guy you're speaking Damn, of. He, he's nice, he's nice on playing the uh, milk the crates. The Venezuelan nah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy has the. Yeah, the Venezuelan guy. He's man, out there every night. The two tacos, man. Man, speaking of giving food to the homeless, I remember a quick story. One time I was at Wood. The original wood i ordered like 20 lemon pepper wings and then on my 10th <laughs> wings as a bouncer yo let me step out real quick i'm gonna look for homeless man i'm gonna give him the wings i walk all the way to brick house i found the homeless man i hand it to him he looks at me and he slams it on the floor he's like man don't ever disrespect me like that <laughs> she hurt my soul that, you know, that's your story i thought you were gonna I, tell us a story about when walsh you like helped the homeless for you know one thanksgiving or something like that but that's a story you want to tell I, i'm not gonna i'm, Which, like, I'm just know. saying about giving food to homeless people like sometimes <laughs> it's a win it's a win or lose like they can appreciate it they could throw away in your face they could ask for money they could ask for drugs i'm not i'm not gonna lie why, I mean, why are you bashing on me I, What's I, up? what I, you got on the undercover why are you hating for it, one of one of our homegirls i'm not gonna <laughs> say it because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put a name out there because you know it's one of those things you don't want to recognize but i never forget we was in winwood and you know she asked me she's like yo do you want to just make food and give it out to the homeless and i was like sure so we did this thing on fridays where she would just come over and she'd buy all this food and stand in my kitchen and just cook it cook it cook it, cook it and make like 20 30 plates and we get in the car and we drive through winwood then we go over that street under the bridge near 11 like 10th and 11th street there's a bridge and they have all these tents and we go around you everybody took everything you know, you'd be like, do you want this? And they said, no, I'm good. You just drive to the next person. You want this? It's like, yeah, man. You had a bag of forks, you know? And actually, you know what? You It feels real gratifying, you know, to go and as do something like that. As long as you like don't that. film it. As long as you don't film no, yeah, it. No, yeah. It was never filmed. It was never filmed. Those, and we did that. it often. It was never filmed. But, you know, uh, you know. I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, I don't film it because it's, it's, it's a little weird, but then at the same time, maybe it, some people should because it shows other people that, you know, you can go out and do it. I don't know. That's up to you, man. We had a bunch of, we had a bunch of uh, topics I wanted to get to, but, mm -hmm. but I, I know we got to wrap soon, but this is a real quick one. Maybe you could help us with this, Walsh. Like Elon Musk said he would give 2% of his uh, net worth, that's like $6 billion, mm -hmm. if he could cure world uh, hunger. How much percentage of your net worth, Walshie, would you give to uh, to, to fix a, a problem in the world? What do you think? Uh, oh, man. What is money, right? So, <clears throat> you know, if my mom needed something, endless money, I would give every dollar I have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this isn't just such a, a black and white thing. Um, 
what is the point of money but to help people what's the point of it um i have never been like yo i'm gonna buy a, a car that is crazy or buy i've never done any of that i've never done any of that and i've never wanted to or desired to um because i wouldn't drive that car feeling like i did the best thing for the world you know what i'm saying and so um why not yeah let's make some money or let's give some money absolutely what's the point of it man if somebody else like you know i always had a dream that one day i would start a company um that would modify cars for handicapped people and this is when i was in high school i was always like man you know because in my neighborhood you had a lot of people uh, in wheelchairs a lot of them um in wheelchairs because of diabetes you know uh carol city is a food desert you know we've just got a smoothie spot like no lie i think a year ago or less that's crazy the first one ever but it's a it's a food desert man church's chicken popeye's mm -hmm. chicken fried chicken wings everywhere um so everybody that's 40 50 years old they all have high cholesterol and all um have had a heart attack um and diabetes shout out to big will rest in peace um great dj um you know, die from a heart attack. I mean, I could go down the line of people that I know that have Smiley, um, die from a heart, another great DJ from Miami. Um, and so uh, I always used to see them and be like, man, you know, I wish there was a way to make life easier for them. Um, and I wish I had a, a company to modify cars that um, would just do it. Just like, yo, what you driving? All right, yo, we're going to modify the cars so that you can get in, get out and stuff like that. So it's always been in me to be like, man, what I'm going to do with this money? I'll go, I'll risk my life to make it. I'll sacrifice me, right? So whatever it is that everyone thinks is a joyous life, I don't think is a joyous life. So therefore, I must be sacrificing, right? Like, I don't need a private jet, you know, all of that stuff. I'm sacri I'll sacrifice um, if I can make, uh, you know, my neighborhood um and uh and 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 people's life easier so yeah of course i don't see what the point of money is then you know if you're not going to do that oh last episode we talked about uh what is the purpose of life i said it's to spread the word of jesus but besides that it's also uh we talked about maybe procreating as as beings are, are you a kind of person that wants to spread their seed like a marley around the around the like, world like my dad you mean well yeah that's what i was wondering man 12 12 kids like listen my, 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 my grandparents like they drank a lot and uh you know mm -hmm. smoked and everything else and so i never really wanted to do that because you know you see the stuff like that growing up right. sometimes you veer away from that right. you see, things you see as a kid so seeing that you had so many siblings is, is that something that you kind of stayed away from um i think that uh life is an amazing thing and i um i appreciate life and uh you know i live every day with that same appreciation so um you know what i would probably do as a personal person uh in my personal life doesn't actually matter um and i support whatever anyone else wants to do in their personal life as well all right dog you are media trained to a t that's all i gotta say mm -hmm. professional professional dj and producer walshy fire um what's what is next for uh you talked about you have a lot of new music on the horizon is that a yes, group sir. group thing or is that a personal uh, uh right now i'm doing personal stuff uh, wes is doing personal stuff apes doing personal stuff i think uh when we know that festivals are back hopefully this summer yeah uh we'll we will we, we'll be dropping some stuff I, we are working on an africa ep right now but i'm probably going to do like five different albums before that so i'm doing a uh florida album okay like local with like juke music and stuff like local that. as hell okay right uh i'm going to do a dancehall album i'm going to do a 
uh, I love this man, this mantra talk right here. Yes, you need to do it, right? Just like yeah. speak it into the universe. Exactly. Like as you know it's gonna happen. It can't, give yourself accountability, go ahead. I'm it. going to do an album with a, a co-album with Ricky Blaze, which is gonna be oh, like a dancehall wow. hip hop album. Yeah. Ricky Blaze is the guy who did Egyptian Hold You and some, you know, Bad Man mm -hmm. Forward, Bad Man Pull Up mm -hmm. and them kind of songs. Um, I wanna do a, a, uh, a UK garage and drum and bass album, which I have finished. Um, and then I want to do another A Bang album, which is the album I did a couple of years ago, which is Afrobeats meets the Caribbean. So I love that album, by the way. Thank you so much, man. Show you off some of my favorite Thank tracks. you so much, man. It's on my sex playlist, I'm gonna ask. I'm going to ask about this because you mentioned <laughs> the festivals. Uh, fun fact, uh, I actually shot and made the video for uh, the Disco Lab Mad Decent party that was at the Surf Coma, right? And... It's funny because I wanted to ask because I remember the video, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I filmed it and I edited it and I made it for them and the guy John Franco. Are you guys gonna bring back that mad decent like pool party at some point? Um, it would be difficult, you know. It's kind of like um, yeah, like Shaquille O'Neal there too or something. Yeah, um, it's kind of difficult. <clears throat> I think when you get to a certain popularity level, it's like it's like would Beyonce do that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you you know that you're gonna sell too many tickets for you. You're gonna have a problem. It's going to be too many people that show up so you don't do that you know what i'm saying you 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 organize an event that everybody can get in comfortably well um, oh so the, the the pool party it was just like because there was a lot of people there. yeah yeah yeah. but that's that's is that a little bit different like yeah that's small um but still um that particular pool party i believe was uh was just a one-off gotcha and um but we do unannounced shows all the time so if we're in a city together, we just go, yo, where the party at? And we just pull up and shut it down. We did an unannounced show in Mexico a week ago in Mexico City. Wow. Crazy. That's like the goal right there where you just do unannounced shows. Yeah, unannounced shows are the best because yeah, um, town, because literally people just can't believe you're there. They just came for a regular night. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, damn, I should have gone out. But, you know, those are always the best shows, unannounced ones, man. I mean, we don't get paid a dollar. We just have a great time and um and play for like two hours yeah how, how does it feel being a dj where people show up to your shows because i think that's something me and wonder was trying to <laughs> what do you anybody mean? out there yeah like, i'd love to actually Hello. feel that feeling I like for the once. accountability the honesty with yourself the self-awareness that's what's up so who are you talking that's to right now up. you i don't know yeah. if that was a jab or <laughs> no i don't do jabs i'm just straight shooter with it and i mean it from bottom of my heart with my chest out like you do yeah. too you it's know good no you i, I play in front of full rooms but i'm just saying like when you try to do it yourself sometimes now all i wanted to do all i wanted to do is uh be fake humble growing up i wanted to be you know i'm an only child i wanted to be a celebrity i wanted to be like we used to put uh, to be famous when you know, god guidance counselor asked what i wanted to be and yeah that's what i want to do i want to be fake humble where i go into a city and just show up at a club and like, oh i was here the whole time you know, just I, just listening I, to yourself I, I, know the I gotta make it what, what's up i gotta make it you hit. gotta make a hit i gotta go yeah. produce something i mean that's right. what everybody tells me no, 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 no. stop just, what do you mean stop just, you, you I, stop I, I, I think i think you're good at other things just leave production alone just i'm saying man i'm fucking why, why does why, why are you I trying to stop me from 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 uh, elevating you. i'm fucking with you what, what would your advice be while she's somebody trying to hold you down man from achieving your dreams what what do you have to do <laughs> get away from it, man. Oh, proximity, it, man. That's proximity. It. You should take that that's two show proximity. break, <laughs> Take that two show. And I really break. do hope that a lot of people hear me, man. Assess the people around you. Yeah, like that's what I want you to do after this show. Just assess the people around you. Assess your relationship. Um, assess your friendships. Assess your family. Um, and if you have to, actually take action and mm -hmm. realize, like you know, not everybody needs to be in your proximity. And some of them are literally your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? And you realize. 
yo, this person is not going to bring me any greatness in this world. I'm about to cut off. Like uh, yeah, I, 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 I took people. care. I took care of that when I moved down here. Well, she don't worry. Don't worry, man. <laughs> <laughs> taking like, I'm yeah, cutting people off hoard. tomorrow. Watch what you're hoarding. Yeah. I mean, like I heard it. I finally heard it, man. And don't feel guilty. They were like, why are you not talking to me? You got to go feel go to go to Coyo Taco on a Tuesday and ask Walshie what he said to me. All right, that's why I'm not messing with you no more. All right, leave me alone. All right, well, listen, Walshie. Usually, like you said, we don't like to do clickbait around here, but I do need something. I need like a minute clip that I got to put out today when when this episode was released it's friday and uh so what, what would you uh, what do you think the most important thing that you'd like the people to know that i could cut out in just a little minute piece what what do, you, what do you think the most important thing is the most important thing is love yourself love everybody else and just do the best you can and seek genuine and, happiness yeah and mind your business on, on the in the movies all right let, let them people talk behind yeah. you it's all good it's all good you know what mm -hmm. i mean mind your business all right dex where can everybody find you and what do you got going on this weekend uh you can find me drip ninja dex on instagram yeah, all right well she uh where can everybody find you on instagram again at Wall Street Fire, man. Everything, every social at Wall Street Fire. And the most important thing to be looking out for you personally right now, what, what should be people be checking out? Definitely solo music, dropping singles, um, and of course events. So you know, rum and bass, um, or a party near you. Nice. Very soon. All right, JD, do you want to give out anything or no? Just want to shout out to Wall Street Fire. I admire this man. I wish I wish one day I have his patience, his understanding, <laughs> his positivity. And yeah, man, uh, my Instagram is JD underscore D U C H A. That's D as in dog, U as in umbrella, C H. But I'm private, so. Wait, 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 wait. This is the first time, the first time he's episodes. ever mentioned this, yo. So, hey, hey, man, Jay Z got his Instagram, so I got to have mine too, man. <laughs> All right. Well, look what you've done. Look at the power of positivity over here. Look what you've done to, to JD. This dude's been always humble and solid with me for about a cool six years, man. Yeah, man. Cool. What would you say? How about this, Washi? Mm -hmm. What would you say if anybody had any kind of like beef with JD or something like that, or maybe mm -hmm. just didn't recognize it? He, they thought he has a different character or something right. like that. Maybe didn't see eye to eye with him. What, what would you think he he should do to kind of like rectify that situation? Um, well, first we have to ask the question: What's beef? Right. As hip hop heads, yeah. Um, and then not everything needs rectifying. Um, if you got a problem with JD, uh, and you don't need to be near JD, and JD don't need to be near you. Please, uh, you know, hold your corner and let him do his thing. Cool. Exactly. Sounds good to me, man. I'd love everybody to get along, but I guess that might not be uh, reality, but mm -hmm. you know what it is. Uh, you can find me tonight at a place called Racket in Wynwood. Uh, that's where I'll be. Then Sunday, JD and I are going to head out to uh, L.A. We'll be out You guys uh, enjoy L.A. Be out in L.A. We'll tell you all about that next episode, man. So uh, that was episode 24. Washi, thank you so much for coming through, man. We learned a lot today. Trust me. We're usually, we're usually just sitting here salivating over a, a young lady. Now we know to respect women give them their proper due and they all have talents and focus on yourself king is that right done no all right <laughs> and shout out and shout out to uh episode 24 you guys get your flowers man please like you know what i'm saying hard work bro 24 if you guys can see this equipment here they've invested shout out to y'all man thank you man hopefully yeah. i'll be on the show soon maybe i'll even be a recurring guest what oh, we, we need oh, we need for, the wisdom we need eight sure. drums next time yeah that's easy man yeah maybe 
Wes too. Who yeah. knows, man? Yeah, I don't feel like he talks much. You gave but... him the finger. He's taking the arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it is what it is. Listen, we we we'll, we'll always remember while she was first, no matter what happens, and we really appreciate. He's a Ray J dog. He was first. <laughs> hey, yeah, JD, you should remember that too. Remember, remember that. Remember who hit it first, JD. Remember that. All right, baby. Episode twenty four. Out of here. Later.